I have a great one for you today. It's going to be very comedic. I'm very excited to get back to my roots, which are comedy. I know I'm five minutes early, but I'm just uh, pretty giddy about this new song. It's called The Lie of the Pfizer. We were riffing about it last night on an Instagram stream that didn't save. But uh, then Fix Anything Bear formatted it for me, added some jokes, sent it to me. I couldn't be more grateful and happy. And uh, so today we are going to talk. I'm going to follow up with with, uh, my talk on the cripples yesterday because I got some very upset comments and um, messages. And uh, just so people understand what I'm more talking about, because I know it's very triggering. I'm going to talk about my a, a story about Hollywood and why I had to be banned and what I had while I was there. A lot of people don't realize how wildly successful I was. I was doing an Instagram stream last night and Dylan um, was talking about that. He's like, most of your audience have no idea how hard it is to accomplish what you would accomplish. Like I was repped at CAA, Principato Young, a stand-up comedian with no family ties in the industry at all and no backroom deals, no oaths, nothing. To be able to, because of stand-up, like live in a two-story luxury apartment with a valet and everything is just completely unheard of. Uh, odds are one in 100,000. And so my pro- like when I gave that up and when I went to Saranac Lake and when I was kicked out of the entertainment industry and not allowed to tour and I was literally hauling giant logs like they were crucifixes. <laughs> You know, it was a very intense uh, religious experience for me. And it's one reason why uh, I feel so confident about, you know, things I believe in. Because I've, I, it wasn't, for me, it wasn't in a book. I, like, lived it. And so we'll, we'll talk about that. I have a stand-up bit I want to show you guys. And uh, a Jew on Tim Pool actually didn't twist my words for once. So we'll show you guys that. And I can't wait to debut the new song. Lie the Pfizer. Okay, entropystream.live slash Owen Benjamin Comedy. Here are some super chats. Fix Anything Bear says, read offline, please. Um, why? I just shouted you out. Oh, I get it. Uh, yeah, no, I'm going to be singing that song today, Fix Anything Bear. Alaska Bear, getting caught up on the stream. Shiva and the Bear is epic. Thanks for what you do. Anytime, my friend. Joshua Levenstein, liking your take on Rudolph the Ugly Ducking and Deviants. This is why left-handed individuals should be banished to Somalian penal colonies. Um, no, I'm not going to say that. I mean, we'll talk about that today. That, I never said that cripples should be banished or exiled or killed. You know, whenever you see people put words in your mouth and say, so what you really mean is, you know, it stinks of sulfur. It's just so obvious that people can't handle the truth about what you say. Oh, I got a tip from Rockfin. Thank you. And here are my unauthorized super chats. Thank you, guys. Chuck and Doug says, authoritative question for Jews. Why does listening to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer make you cry? Well, they're pretty twisted. I mean, typically they'll cry if, it, if they feel that it will help them in a business negotiation. Pat said, the Rudolph bit is hilarious. Laughing hard over here. Anytime. Father Bear, what's the gravel behind ESPN praying live on air? No idea. I don't watch TV. Concrete Grizzly, could it be that this behavior is actually an entity, one that deceives, influences individual? No idea what that means. Groups, nations, etc. Stepped on the thin gay line, paying off the shame. Good. Hey, BB, I appreciate your comedy and gravy-laden streams. Can I be verified as word of God bear? Indeed, welcome. 
Welcome, Word of God Bear. Ponder Bear, paying the gay away for the Gamma Spiral a month or two ago on Bertari app, warning to be a better man. Good, Ponder Bear. Good. But work on it, and we have our eye on you. Okay, so um, I got this message on BitChute, and it said, Alien, I have intractable temporal lobe epilepsy, which causes trouble and makes me different. Should I be shunned by society because of my seizures? They literally talk like this. Should I be euthanized like Hitler's Germany because it gets in the way of my labor? Why should the government make so many AED drugs for people like me when we could be saving that money by eliminating epileptic gene pool? I literally am asking these, not rhetorically, P.S. I don't give a fuck what you think of your bitch you Nazi dead Hitler cock now gated. Yeah, I mean, that, I don't think that person should get any help from anybody. This is, what, this is what my response was. And I had a really good talk with a guy whose mom was one-armed. And then I'm going to show you my one-armed bit. Uh, and as I was watching the one-armed bit, and people were like, man, this is a good bit. All my bits were really good. And I think one of the only reasons that that bit wasn't stolen is because it's still on YouTube. Okay. I wrote, I don't think you should be killed or sterilized. I made that very clear in the stream. So this person is intentionally not understanding my point. It just isn't a good thing that you have a disorder and shouldn't be praised for being defective physically. And you should also seek to serve the community that you rely on, not say nasty things in comment sections and act like a victim. Baraplegic Bear, despite his deformities, seeks to make great coffee, and I respect that. I'm not calling for his death simply because his legs don't work, but it's obviously not a good thing that his legs don't work. And all of these Rudolph stories, elevating mutation, perversion, and deviance as strength, are obviously satanic. But no, I don't think you should be killed. But if you don't turn the attitude around, I don't think society has any obligation to pay for your life. And I had a really good uh, conversation with a guy yesterday. I'll attempt to keep any details out that would be revealing. Oh, man, I already forgot his name. Oh, how dare you, Big Bear. How dare you straight to hell? Uh, is this it? No. Hang on. Sorry, I have a really good one for you guys today. Good stories. So just uh, hold on tight. Oh, here it goes. So um, I'm not trying to shame this guy. This guy's very cool. I'm just uh, showing the stories. Okay, so he says... Um, okay... My mom is missing a limb. When she grew up, she was put in the retard table in the back of the classroom by multiple teachers. She was denied employment everywhere while in college except the university. She doesn't think her missing arm is a positive, funny enough. She thinks animals with missing limbs should be put down, says only humans can understand and deal with it, and it's cruel to have animals like that. People did treat her like crap, and although I didn't listen to the entire stream, I did listen to 40 minutes of it today. And to me, it sounded a bit harsh to people with physical or mental defects. I think the 80s and 90s was the perfect balance of compassion for those that aren't normal people. Yes, it's gone overboard now, and that's a problem, but people deserve dignity, even if they don't have a perfect body or mind. I heed, I, oh, I'm not going to say this part because it might reveal his uh, identity. There is a worship of defects, and that's a problem. But defective people should be judged by their actions. They shouldn't be automatically outcast. I never said they should be automatically outcast. I wrote, I never, I, that's what I said. I never said they should be outcast. You're projecting. I've been doing this a long time, bud. 
Given the content of my normal streams that you have no problem listening to, if today was the one that was too harsh for you, that's because of something it revealed about yourself. That makes no logical sense. Tune back in when I'm screaming about niggers stealing my bike. It will make you feel more comfortable. And then he said, I just didn't get it. No worries. I said, all good. For the record, I have no negative feelings for people with disabilities that they cannot help. I just think putting them on pedestals is bad for society and for them. And expecting them to function at the level of people without a disability is cruel. He said, yeah, I know. I was just trying to explain. It came across wrong to me. I wrote, telling a five foot one woman she will be a Navy SEAL is cruel. And he said, one time a gym teacher screamed at my mom for not climbing a rope. And I said, yeah, I've been thrown into a wall by a gym teacher. What's your point? He said, I was replying to the function at the level of people without. I wrote, your mom could have laughed and said, I only have one uh, arm retard and beat him rhetorically. Gym teachers are mostly fucked up people. Has nothing to do with the one arm thing. Have you heard my bit about being a one arm driver? So now let's get to that bit and then we'll continue understanding where I'm coming from when it comes to disabilities. Here we go. Uh, I get pulled over a lot. By the way, this bit is fit. This is 15 years old, me doing this. Okay. And I have all kinds of great bits. I was uh, a top tier comedian when I was banned from all comedy clubs and theaters for making fun of um, David Hogg. That's why I got kicked off Twitter because they said I sexualized a child because I said, David Hogg isn't, isn't old enough to grow pubes. He can't tell grown men they can't have guns. Okay, they've been lying about me for a long time, and I now understand why it was good for me and the test that it was. You know, to go from hosting award shows with Leonardo DiCaprio and being the lead, one of the leads of a sitcom making 30 grand a week <laughs> and living in a luxurious, full service, uh, two story apartment or a, a condominium at the Azura Complex in Marina del Rey uh, with my new bride and baby to pulling a brush for $20 an hour and only being allowed on bit shoot. And my only crime was um, not going along with agendas. And I, I was bitter about that for a little while. And now I'm not because the humbling aspect of carrying your cross through the muck and burning the ego and burning everything that you can't rely on was incredibly helpful for me. And the amount of prosperity that's come from it, you know, for a while, people want to talk about faith. Uh, I have incredible faith. You know, I have four children. And if I don't, if I'm not supported by my community, if I don't open that PO box and there's letters in there with super chats or people don't go out of their way to subscribe to my website, I can't, I mean, I'm not allowed in the system. And I, I trust God and I trust God as a plan. And I think the more I accepted, um, because the, the, the status drop that I experienced for the reason I did, because I, uh, before, let, let, let me just tell this story. The one time I looked back at Babylon recently was uh, my old manager, real, uh, kind of a good guy, but dropped me because I was making fun of Alyssa Milano and uh, Beyonce. That's a true story. And uh, uh, I wasn't saying abortion was good. And we had to talk about it. And I was making them a lot of money. I was very successful. And um, and he said, you know, I just, I've been getting too many calls. You're rubbing people the wrong way. I know how funny you are, but, uh, 
you know, I don't know what to do with you. And I said, okay. And so one of his other clients recently was accused of being a pedophile. It's Tiffany Haddish, who I've had on an early episode of Why Didn't They Laugh? You can listen to it all at unauthorized.tv. Tiffany Haddish was one of my guests. Um, And Tiffany Haddish did a sexually explicit sketch with a 10-year-old where the 10-year-old is now suing her saying that, you know, she said that he had to like, I can't, I don't remember all the details, but it was called through the eyes of a pedophile. You know, this 10 year old was in underwear. You can call it a joke all you want. It's pedophilia. Like the FBI would consider that child porn endangering a child. And so I was texting with my old manager for the first time in years. And I'm like, you know, we're going back and forth and I'm telling him how I'm doing and all that. And we're enjoying the conversation. And I go, so you have no problem repping Tiffany Haddish. Isn't she uh, like a pedophile? And uh, he was like, oh, that's, that's all overblown. The claims are bad. They're running. I'm like, but she did shoot the sketch with Ari Spears, hired the child, and sexualized the child in the sketch. No problem? You let me go because I made fun of Alyssa Milano and abortion. And he was like, yeah, you know, I just, and, and I, this is when, forgive them, Father, they know not what they do. I swear to God, it's like all real. That's why I have a strong connection to the story of Jesus Christ. Because when I was hauling heavy logs with a vet, you know, named Cap, who's now dead, you know, recovering vet, a broken vet and a sad clown hauling logs through a wilderness after I had achieved status where I was Vince Vaughn's headlining act. I was Adam Sandler put me in three, four movies. You know, I was like, I was the guy that could do guest spots at any club in the country. I could just drop right in. I was uh, a celebrated and very successful comedian. And it got to the point where I wasn't allowed to rent out a, a comedy club on a Tuesday myself. I was banned from all of them, banned from theaters, banned from Twitter, banned from Facebook, banned from Instagram, banned from PayPal, banned from Airbnb, banned. Like, like you are not allowed here anymore. And I could have gotten mad. And there was times when... I felt like it was unfair, but now I look back and I realize God's plan is amazing because I never would have started this, you know? And I was like, I almost look at it like God looked at me and said, kid, you got great skills, but you're too arrogant. You know, you wear fancy pants, you're self-centered. You think you're owed something. You haven't walked with the people. You don't hang out with the whores and the scumbags and the liars on bit shoot. Why don't you go humble yourself? You know, and listen to the hissing snakes, you know, for a while and don't react, turn the other cheek. And that's hard. And I get it. That's why I understand Christ's message where it's like they put a crown of thorns on you and they spit at you for trying to help your own people. And out of it comes the redemption of the cross. Like I I fully understand that. And so that's why when, when I have like theological disagreements with people, I'm like, I had a profound experience where I was cast out of hell because it wasn't because I was like Tiffany Haddish and did a sexually explicit sketch with a 10 year old or I didn't have a drug problem or I didn't beat the shit out of someone with a bat in a bar. You know, like these celebrities are fucking nuts. It wasn't because my talent went down. It wasn't my my creativity went down. It was because I wasn't lying for money. And I didn't owe them anything. I hadn't taken any oaths. I, I didn't have family in the business, nothing. I was just really fucking good at comedy. And so then it's like you go from being picked up in a limo 
you know, living in a two-story, 14th floor Azura complex, Marina Del Rey. I also owned a apartment in West Hollywood, renting it out. Like my apartment that I was living in and owned rented for $7,000 a month. The other apartment I owned rented for $5,000 a month. This is not a brag. This is what, this is what I had. And so it's like colleges were paying me $20,000 to talk for an hour. And so that temptation keeps people in line. You don't call out the pedos. You don't call out the rapes. You don't call out the, the, the agenda. And this is how, why my life has been so interesting is I stumbled innocently upon the greatest vehicle of evil in the world, which is entertainment. Influencers. Stand-up comedy used to be more of like a craft or a trade or a skill, you know? Anthony Clark, my old buddy, in like 2003, told me, 2004, when I first was in LA, he's like, I was like, how do I headline? He goes, you headline when no one can follow you. That's when a club will make you a headliner. And that was me. And, and if you talk to these people, even that talk shit about me, I was always the headliner. Very, very, very few people could follow me. When I was put on lineups, even with all these sellouts that are now super famous, they never wanted to go after me because um, I would peak the crowd and then people would leave during their set. And that's a fact. And so I was a highly skilled comedian as it was shifting the world of data and the world of influence. Now, ask yourself, why have you never seen a Pfizer commercial for a vaccine? Why have you never seen a Moderna commercial for a vaccine? Because legally in, the, in America, they have to lift, list the side effects. Just stay with me here, guys. So the influencer model is the biggest vehicle of evil in the world. So now you have influencers... Idols, thousands of them all over TikTok and YouTube and Hollywood and the White House. Joe Biden is an influencer. He's not a president. He's an influencer. And so legally in America, you can't advertise for a vaccine without listing its side effects. So what do they do? They have the influencers do it. So if an influencer is not going along with the wars or the genocides or the deaths or the lies or the child abuse or anything... They, they spit you out and you have to go back to the muck. You know, you have to go back to hauling brush with your brother when you were just an idol. I was an idol. I wasn't Kevin Hart. I wasn't Bill Burr, but I was the tier right under that where people would line up around a block to take a picture with me and get an autograph. And I wasn't, um, I didn't have to go through the, you know, the hell and no, I, I've grown to like the alt channels, but you know, the gabs and the bit shoots and the odysseys and all that, where you have all these people like, ah, you fucking, you know, I had no protector. I had no mafia protecting me anymore. So the trolls were unleashed. The NGOs unleashed. You know, I was, I was trying to show other comedians that you could self-produce specials and sell them yourself on Vimeo. So I got kicked off Vimeo and it was over lies. Like looking back, it was bullshit. Like even in my height of like being paranoid about Jewish um, organizations doing bad shit. I never wanted to hurt them. I never told people to hurt them. And all I wanted out of these people was to admit that they're, they can be made fun of just like everyone else. Like this Jew here on Tim pool just admitted that, which I appreciate. 
So check, this is really short, and then I'll finish the idea. The comedian Owen Benjamin, uh, I did a debate with him a couple of years ago, and we were debating about Jews. And he said that, you know, Jews are like a sacred cow. You're not allowed to discuss whether they're good or they're bad. And, and I told him, I don't want to be a sacred cow. I don't want my people to be a sacred cow. Let's discuss the good and the black in the community. Otherwise, you're stultifying the community. It's the only way to move things forward. Yeah, and that's true. And I do appreciate that, that he didn't bend and twist my words. You can go back and watch that conversation. It was with Anomaly. And even in my most paranoid, when I'm first learning about APAC, I'm first learning about the fake weapons of mass destruction, the fake 9-11, all this stuff. And behind every door is a guy with a Jewish name. Even in my most paranoid time, I still was just telling them, we just want to treat you like you're normal. You don't get special privileges. Your historical event isn't the only event that can't be questioned by historians. That isn't fair. Okay. And so they painted me in a false picture. Like Andrew Tate was not painted in a false picture to get him censored. He was bragging about his illegal pornography business. Okay. So I have every right to be angry. I have every option to be mad and say I'm a victim and all that, but I'm not a victim. And I did turn the other cheek and I realized that If God hadn't presented me with this obstacle, I wouldn't have made my own social media app. Me and Vox wouldn't have done unauthorized the way we did. You know, I wouldn't have, we wouldn't have started a magazine. I wouldn't have realized that family is wealth and money is debt. I wouldn't have realized the the perspectives of so many people that are unheard in this world uh, and bit shoot and gab and all these places. It's like, uh, and it's been such a blessing. And so if you want to go back in time 15 years to see a bit I did about one-armed people and disabilities, here it is. And this is why I just uh, talked about that a little bit, because, um, because it, it just reminded me of an old time. And I had all these dreams last night and stuff about, like, I lived an entire life that's now over. <laughs> like, I had this entire life in Hollywood that, that I rarely think about. And I just had all these memories flooding back to me about like how different life was and how little I actually knew, but how good I was at, at stand up, you know, just as a craftsman, as like an executioner. And uh, anyway, so this is 15 years ago. Look at that lesbian. All right. Yeah, Paul, I got a speeding ticket recently in the mountains. True story. It's cops like, son, do you know how fast you're going? I was like. Yeah, as fast as possible. You know, I was like, I swear to God, I had a whole setup that I wanted to like, I had an argument. He was like, what do you mean? I'm like, I saw a sign back there that said, uh, falling rock zone. So I'm getting the f*** out. Cops like, no, son, you got to slow down in the falling rock zone. I'm like, sir, I've done the math. All right. The slower I go, the higher the probability I die in a Donkey Kong related accident. I don't like fighting with cops. I'm friends with some cops. Like, they don't want to fight with you, but I love giving a good argument. Like, there's some good arguments out there. Like, I got a cell phone ticket, right? Cop pulls me over, talking on a cell phone and driving. I'm like, why is that illegal? He's like, got to operate a vehicle with two hands. I'm like, is it illegal to be a one-armed person? <laughs> Swear to God. He was like, no. I'm like, you don't pull over one-armed people, do you? It's legal, isn't it? I'm like, then pretend I'm one-armed. I have my legal arm. And then this is a bonus arm. Holy shit, I have my bonus arm right here. And then I choose the bonus arm to hold a phone with, because this isn't legally necessary. 
I'm just gonna hold a bomb with it. <laughs> he's like, yeah, but you're talking into something. I'm like, what if I was talking to a banana? He's like, he's like, the bonus arm? I'm like, yeah, bonus arm with the banana. Would you pull me over? He's like, of course not. I'm like, okay, then yeah, now, legally, you have to prove that the object in my hand has reception. I have an iPhone, that's gonna be difficult because I'm going to court on this thing. He's like, step out of the vehicle. I'm like, I had drugs in my pocket. Not the smartest time to stage a debate. It's weird. Oh, dude, the, the punchline isn't even there. The punchline isn't even there. It's, uh, it's, so then he tries to handcuff me and I say, and I start laughing to myself. He's like, what are you laughing at? I'm like, you don't want to know. And he's like, tell me what you're laughing at. I go, if I was one-armed, you couldn't handcuff me. And then I realized one-armed people are free. And a one-armed man can never be imprisoned or shackled. What are you going to attach him to, his cock? That's a pretty thick cock. So I was awesome at comedy. <laughs> and... Uh, and so uh, I was thinking about these victims, you know, all these victims to talk about, oh, you have to baby the victim. And let me show you my one son. My one son, Charlie, is four. He's, he has a really hard time speaking. He has a speech therapist. and He's doing well, but he has a hard time speaking. I don't know what the fuck he's saying half the time, but he's really intelligent. And here is Charlie playing the violin. He's four years old. You guys ready for this? He's playing this by ear. Bear in mind, he has a hard time speaking. Okay, so that's unbelievable. Charlie, by some, some standards, if he was um, from a poor family with uh, maybe broken family, raising, raised by the government or people that are ignorant, uh, he could easily be seen as special needs because of his issues with speaking. But I know he's not special needs and I know he'll be fine and he's learning how to talk and it's great. Imagine if I victimized him imagine and he's very very confident very confident you know he he's like very alpha and very sweet such a sweet kid imagine if i was like you're you're a victim charlie like you're not like the other kids you're different you know you have a hard time speaking no that's that's how you destroy them me talking about not putting people on a pedestal for being or not babying people for having disabilities is not cruel. In fact, what you're doing is fucking cruel to these people. You want to make a one-armed guy's day? You tell them that joke. You tell them they can never be fucking handcuffed. Give them a little levity in their life. If a gym teacher is like, climb the fucking rope, just go, I got one arm. <laughs> like, be normal. Be cool, right? The year of the cool, 2023. So if you want to revisit what I was talking about that shit yesterday, I don't think society has any obligation to help crippled people. And I know that has a, um, a uh, you know, a bad taste in people's mouths. But I believe that's one reason why they're so broken, as a lot of these people are as people. This one insane person 
is trying to pretend that having seizures is why they have to be on free government money that comes from productive people's labor. And they feel the entitlement to go into a chat section and tell everyone off. You're getting a free video from one of the best comedians in the world about cripple stuff. Free. You're not paying shit. I know you're on BitChute. You're commenting on BitChute. I know you're not paying a fucking dime. And you feel entitled to take our money, productive people's money, taxpayers' money. My tax burden, I, I get nothing from the government as far as any help or... Uh, grants or funding or anything, and I pay a lot in taxes. So that money that goes to this seizured cripple is from people like me, okay? And so let's re let's revisit this. Owen, I have intractable temporal lobe epilepsy, which causes trouble and makes me different. Should I be shunned by society because of my seizures? Should I be euthanized like Hitler's Germany because it gets in the way of my labor? No, you could do other shit with seizures. Be creative. You have something to offer, all right? Figure out what that is and offer it. And if for some reason you can't offer any labor or service to society, which I have a very, very, very hard time believing, then be sweet. Be nice. By the grace of God, go I. Hope that some poor bastard takes pity on you because you're such a kind-hearted and good person. And maybe you're really good at telling stories to the youth. Maybe you have some kind of knowledge you can pass on to children. And some kind, benevolent, moral man will give you some money for your food. Other than that, no one owes you a fucking thing. And I learned that. I learned that, that this world does not owe you anything. And when you understand that, That's when all kinds of doors open. Understand that you aren't a crutch is a great lesson. You're not a crutch. My son, Charlie, could easily be seen as uh, having a learning disability. I mean, he can't say certain letters at all. Like there's whole sentences he says, and I don't understand what the fuck he's saying. He also can learn Paco Bell's Canon and D by ear. He's very sweet. He's very smart. And he's a great kid. Don't focus on the disability. Don't focus on that. Don't don't make the disability your definition. It's just one detail about your body. Let me tell you a story I learned from uh, Julio Iglesias. All you Spanish people out there will appreciate this story. Julio Iglesias is the highest selling artist in the Spanish world. He sold more albums than Michael Jackson. A lot of whites don't even know who the fuck he is because he doesn't appeal to us as much. I used to be his opening act. I was on the road with Julio Iglesias uh, all over because that's the cool thing about my skill set is I wasn't Amy Schumer. I wasn't famous because my uncle is Chuck Schumer, the, the senator. I wasn't a plant. I wasn't a bloodline. I wasn't in a secret society. I wasn't part of an agenda. I was just awesome at fucking comedy. So my agency knew that they could drop me off in any market with any act and I would do a good job and they would be happy and they would say, um, he's a great comedian. So I did that with Julio Iglesias and I'm entertaining thousands of people that, you know, 60 year old women, half of them can't even speak English, but I'm getting them to laugh. And Julio Iglesias, the backstory of him is fascinating. Do you know what Julio Iglesias is first? No, Feliz Navidad is not him. That's uh, I made that mistake early on. Very embarrassing. I was like, the guy who sings Fleece Navidad. That's uh, Jose Feliciano. I just swept it under the rug and pretend no one heard it. 
But uh, he, you know what he used to be before he was the number one artist in the world? He was a professional soccer player. Okay? Yeah, he was a professional soccer player. And then you know what happened to old Julio? Got in a motorcycle accident fucked up his leg. To this day, he walks around like a cripple. So what did Julio do in the, um, in the hospital room when he was there for weeks and weeks? He, he taught himself the guitar and he started singing ballads because Julio's a winner. Julio Iglesias is not a victim. Okay, so he was a professional soccer player who, got, um, who injured his leg, taught himself the guitar, and then became the number one artist in the world. Why? Because he didn't accept that he was a victim. Now, Julio Iglesias could easily be in my comment section going, Owen, I have a damaged, broken leg, which makes it difficult for me to be a professional soccer player. Should I be euthanized like Hitler's Germany? P.S. I don't give a fuck. You know, there's going to come a time when people just say, yeah. So all you victims out there, all you parasites... And it does, it's not because you're deaf. It's not because you're one-armed. It's not because you have seizures. It's not because you, you broke your back in a fucking accident. It's because you're mentally a victim. I'm not a victim. You know, I embraced my new life outside of Babylon, outside of status, outside of money, outside of all that. And I went into bit shoot and I went into gab and I went to all these places that, that all of my former ilk feel tremendously superior to. Not only that, but I interact with them. I treat them as humans. I treat them in certain ways as equals. You know, I write with my audience. I tour with my audience. I rely on my audience. I promote my audience. I make magazines with your stories. I accepted the path that God gave me from my crippling incident where it was basically illegal for me to tour in any of the clubs or theaters that I relied on. And I couldn't use any of these new fancy websites that everyone else was using because I was too good at it because I was breaking their agenda. You want to, you want to see why someone like me is so fucking banned. You better look up to Owen, a gay retard that now has a family says barely bear coffee. Um, I, here's the thing, bear What I'm going to do with you is I'm going to put your computer across the room and then I'm going to put bricks underneath your tires and I'm going to watch you squirm and slam your head around trying to get to that computer so you can hawk your shit coffee that tastes like sweat. Okay, so let's do a little song that me and the Bears came up with last night called Lie of the Pfizer. Now let's say hypothetically you spend $100 billion for all the talking heads and influencers to all parrot the same shit. And let's say you gave someone like me the same access to YouTube, Twitter, and all that shit. Who do you think would win? (laughs) And by the way, I've been playing this for exactly 15 minutes. It's called I, the Pfizer, and I was helped by Fix Anything Bear. He helped uh, format it. To comply So many times 
It happens too fast. You sell your reason for virtue. Don't lose your grip as your heart beats its last. Hold on tight and you scream, why, why? It's the lie of the Pfizer. It's the clotting you fight. Clumping up in your body like molasses. And the rich evil grabbler counts his coins in the night. And he's watching us and he's telling us all his lie of the Pfizer. See why people like me have to be banned? Okay, imagine all the propaganda they put out. And then there's just that song. <laughs> They're like, well, I mean, uh, Darian McRobbery has dropped dead on the Bills field. And it was clearly because of impact and uh, Chinese death punch and all uh, the charity and the blah, blah. And I'm just like. <laughs> it's like, you can't fight that. You can try, so all you do is you say, he's the biggest racist homophobic anti-Semitic. He's the racist biggest anti-Semitic. <laughs> it's just so obvious. Clip it, Cod. I can do a better version. Yeah, clip it. Yeah, but that's the thing is they don't let it go. That's why I had to build my own shit, and that's why it's been such a blessing. Because, you know... And then you have all these people. Oh, Owen Benjamin's a liar. Owen Benjamin's a chill. Owen Benjamin is secretly, secretly this. He, he's going to hell. He's trying to bring, make his bears hate Jesus Christ. He's trying to... Dude, I'm the, one of the funniest comedians ever. And if I was allowed to have the same access to the same platforms as all these shills and sellouts and criminals, it would be over. There would be no fucking... That song, like as that's happening, that millions, millions, millions of views... And you'd never get it out of your head. It would just be there. And so it's like, okay, so I shifted gears from being comedian mostly to community builder slash comedian. The singer did a great job in the video. Clip it and ship it. Uh, geez, like, for example, uh, my, my uh, 
what's it called? My TikTok just got deleted again. And I barely ever post. I post there like once a month. <laughs> They're terrified of people like me. <laughs> you know, because I won't play ball. And so this is the beauty about their empire of influence. I, in, like an Oswego kid who had a, who's just happened to be really good at public speech and piano and navigated Hollywood and got his way up to the success I had and the influence I had. I had no idea what I was getting into. I had no idea that the evil of this world is mostly promoted through influencer idols. And I'm guessing it's not new, but it's a new iteration of that. That there was a a window in YouTube and all these places and MySpace and all these places that I capitalized on. And I was in the top three most watched comedians on all of MySpace for several years in a row. Because people like me, talent like me, just got out. And there was nothing they could do about it for a while. For years, Hollywood couldn't rein in new media. They couldn't rein in social media. They couldn't rein in all of that. And so there was a great expansion of the knowledge of how government works and our past and false flags and comedy and talent was exploding. And so many people were, uh, so many musicians just on YouTube were better than anybody on the radio. And it was causing a serious issue with Hollywood. That's why Sony gave me a half a million dollars to put my videos with them and not on MySpace in like 2007, you know, because they were terrified. They're like, we got to start controlling these people. And so now they use algorithms. They use the idea of censorship. And that's why everyone got so politically correct. And it all came in through Donald Trump. If there was just three or four other Owens in Hollywood, the world would change. Well, Toronto Jubar, I know you guys are obsessed with healing the world, but it doesn't really matter. Everybody has to carry their own cross. And it's all supposed to be the way it is. If there's only one of me, it's supposed to be that way. If there's a bunch of me, it's supposed to be that way. I open up a P.O. box every morning after driving 15 miles to see if I have any letters. And if somebody wants to throw me some cash. You know, I used to have a valet, my own. (laughs) Like, I'm not complaining. It's just, it's good every now and then to touch base with you guys about my journey and my path. Because some people have just stumbled in and been like, oh, outright critical commentator. He's pretty funny. I kind of like him. Do you know my past? (laughs) Like, that's why all the trolls being like, has been comedian, loser comedian, nobody, shill, liar, sexualized David Hogg. Uh, land scam, stealing, liar, drug at. It's like, you, that's all you got, nigger. Oh, he says nigger. He's right to it. He says nigger. He's right to it. You got nothing. You know, let's go. Well, you guys want to hear the song again? Lie the Pfizer. Right, here we go. <clears throat> You're not a victim. Here we go. sheets got the jab took my chances i followed orders now there's souls on my feet just a sheep and his will to comply so many times it happens too fast 
you sell your reason for virtue don't lose your grip as your heart beats its last you hold tight to your chest screaming why it's the lie of the Pfizer it's the clouding you fight clumping up in your body like molasses and the rich evil grabbler counts his coins in the night and he's telling us all his lies of the Pfizer eyelids droop numbness eyelids droop numbness attacks labored breath feeling woozy stacking boosters to the ultimate max making sure that your grandma survives it's the lie of the Pfizer it's the clotting you fight clumping up in your body like molasses and the rich evil grabbler counts his coins in the night and he's telling us all his lie of the Pfizer Broken out, can't make it stop. Throbbing head, pressure growing. Climate change surely caused me to drop. Suddenly, why are you hurting me? It's the lie of the Pfizer, it's the clotting you fight. Clumping up in your body like molasses. And the rich evil grabbler counts his coins in the night. And he's watching us all with his eye of the Pfizer. <coughs> there you go. That's a better version. Okay. All right. Let's see what else we got for you guys today. Rising up back on the streets. Paraplegic is sucking cock again. There is no part of that song that they can fact check is wrong. Do you guys want to know my the my favorite line of the whole thing? And I didn't even make up my favorite line of the whole thing. It was fix anything, bear. My favorite line of the whole thing is stacking boosters to the ultimate max. That's such a funny line. Like I just picture someone like like working out, but it's like dying though. So good. Once the clip's posted, everyone needs to share it. Yeah. And, you know, you'll probably lose your YouTube channel, but just, guys, just go out fighting. It's hilarious. Um, but I would have done that. I would have, that would have been me two years ago, three years ago. I, unlike Joe Rogan, I didn't wait till everyone took their vaccines to start pointing out that there's a problem with them. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, Kyneton, hit me with the super chats. I got more jokes for you. This is funny. A Chinese businessman shared this image saying that happiness of children is the most valuable thing in the world. A million dollars, a million dollar worth lamb. Sorry, I'm going to start again. A Chinese businessman has shared this image saying that happiness of children is the most valuable thing in the world. A million dollar worth Lamborghini is nothing in front of that. So he allowed the kid to jump on the Lamborghini. The best part is that the kids are not his and neither is the Lamborghini. 
<laughs> I just thought that was funny. Set up 33 YouTube channels and upload that to 32. Exactly. Just keep fighting. Just don't stop. There's nothing. The devil can never make you do anything. Just keep crushing. Um, this is pretty funny. Are we allowed to include this guy as a dependent when filing our taxes for 2022? Asking for a friend. A foreign murderous Jew is taking more welfare from America than all the blacks combined. I just want you to know that. You know how you look out at all those fucking blacks just taking free money and jumping around like monkeys? You know how that bothers a lot of people? Well, if you combined all that together, oh, blacks, I'll, I'll do both sides. Hey, blacks, you know how you look into uh, trailer parks and you see cripples with epilepsy bitching all day on bit shoot and whacking off to pornos on your dime? Hardworking blacks, I know you're out there and I'm pretty sure you're here watching the stream. Because no one hates niggers more than hardworking blacks. Okay, if you take all the white trash and the niggers and you combine all the welfare that they take in, it is less than one murderous Jew living in Ukraine. Okay? Um, all right, Kyneton, super chats, please. And then I'll read some mail and then we'll call it a day because I only had one piece of mail today. Because no one gives a shit about old Big Bear. Thanks for the copper, whoever sent me that. I hear some unauthorized. Yeah, and if you like the song, tip the piano man. Don't be gay. Oh, sweet. Super chat. Oh, and love you, man. God screwed me not giving you my last super chat to Gardner. Do better. Ha ha. All love. Kyneton says, all super chats get carried over until the next stream. Announcement was made explaining that. Thank you, Coddington. His, by the way, Kyneton's about to have a stroke. Bald Bear, shall the gravy forever flow with thanks be being God? I have plenty of gay to pay away. This is a start. Yeah, imagine this. So back in the day, my producers or my agents would be like Harvard Jews that are now like power brokers and shit. And then I meet a Floridian on a, in a chat room called Coddington, who now is like my producing partner. <laughs> and guys, he's better. That's the funniest part about life. I used to have a team of Harvard Jews around me a lot, you know, and the producers would be like, oh, these guys, they did have like their own helicopters and mansions and all this. And dude, I met some asshole in a fucking YouTube chat and he does a way better job. He probably went to DeVry University to major in roulette spinning. Okay. Thanks for the motivation, Mickey. Thank you. Uh, 3X Combat Bear says tip for the piano man, evening streams and all the gravy anytime. Stereo Bear, here's some gravel for sticking with the Lord's plan. Indeed. Lemon, says LZ. Thank you. Carbon Credit, says Sherlock Bear. Who do we daddle, Bear? I'm going to figure out a way to add my drums to this. Good. Legit Song, says Montana Wild Bear. Indeed. Inconceivable. Hello, my name is Pfizer Moderna. You killed my father. Prepare today. That's funny. Jesus, you need to copyright Eye of the Tiger immediately. Take my money. Thank you, Hoodley Daddle Bear. No, there is no, I don't cop. Copywriting is a Jew game. And I mean that with love. I'm not angry at Jews. I swear to God, I'm not. They, they have systems and games, and I don't like playing them. And there's a lot of Jews that don't benefit from the system, but it is. It's like saying, you know, you need to, I don't know, what's a Catholic game? I don't know. Go into a, a little closet and tell a guy in a dress that you jerk off too much. I don't know. 
I'm not, I don't have a bone to pick with Jews. I just refuse to pretend that of all the cultures, the one that's always trying to impress their mommy and they have a comb over their bald head and they wear suspenders and rub their hands, I refuse to accept that they get a free pass. I can make fun of the Danes. Do you know how hard it is to come up with jokes about Denmark? You're telling me that the people in charge of Wall Street who rub their hands with big noses and try to please their fucking dead moms, you think that they're off limits? Why? Because of the Holocaust 85 years ago? When it's so interesting how the total Jewish population of Europe uh, didn't go down by 6 million. The census reports are obviously extremely anti-Semitic. You, you know, it, it, the fucking gig is up, man. It's, it's ever since America went completely off the gold standard in 71 and started doing the petrol dollar and the wizardry really kicked in. We were on a ticking clock until people started calling out all this shit. Where people are like, yeah, but my, my man says we were turned into soap, so you're not allowed to make fun of my suspenders or my pension for me after beating on a fucking public bus. Yeah, tell that to the other guy. Tell that to the fucking sellout, Bert Treischer, because you probably got him on film fucking a monkey or something. Tell that to Joe Rogan, so he, he keeps supplying him with HGH out of China. I'm not that guy. You didn't get me. I don't have oaths. I don't have contracts. Go find one of your sellouts to influence the world that you're the only victims. Guess what? It isn't going to work. You're only going to debase your currency of influence. Influence is a currency based on trust. And the stuff people says have to have enough truth in it so they listen to the poison. Jordan Peterson is probably the system's greatest influencer because he says enough true shit where young men will listen to the poison and trust him. Because they see him as like some form of creepy dad. Well, that isn't going to last long. The guy has a drug problem. He's now dressing like Two-Face from the fucking Joker. His daughter's a mess getting involved in Ponzi schemes in Romania. And people are growing out of it. It's like Chelsea Handler. All the, all the girls that she tried to convince to be alcoholic sluts either like died or realized it was a fake and now are married. It doesn't last, dude. You can't build your, Jesus Christ said, you know, build your church on a rock. Oh, that means the only rock of Peter. No, that's not what that means. It means build your church, build your future on stability. Don't build it on sand. That's what that means. I know what he's talking about, guys. I've lived it. And it's true. Turn the other cheek. I completely understand that. When when the Pharisee hisses at you, you have to have the ability of maintaining your ground. And not saying, who are you to tell me that? I've been through that. I used to like freak out on people disrespecting me in chats and on YouTube and all that. I was like not in that world. You know, I wasn't, I had an ego. I wasn't used to being talked to like that. And I figured out what I was to be taught from those experiences. It's like, who the hell am I? You know, I'm no better than... The scumbag. I mean, yes, I am better than them. I don't, I don't deserve to be separated from like, from anybody. Like I don't, I don't get to be in a tower. And the interesting thing about that is uh, so many people are at ground level are better than me. They did have more to offer me. 
than I had to offer them. You know, when you go back down to the, to the people, to the Vulgate, as the Romans called it, uh, when you go into the, you know, as the eugenicists call them, the masses or the herds, you'll meet people that are better than you, that are smarter than you, that have more to offer this world. You'll meet people that have knowledge that you, you're never going to learn in a college or in a book. But you're also going to be surrounded by hissing, envious snakes. And if you can't figure out how to tolerate that and not throw a fucking hissy fit, then God doesn't give you the next level of, you know, grace. Like, I live a form of heaven. Like, I'm not trying to brag. It's just a fact. When I, that's why I show you guys aspects of my family. It's like... I wake up to like this beautiful sunrise over an Idaho farm and I get to see my dog I've had for 20 years and old George and honey and the goats and the cows and I'm feeding them and milking them and listening to my favorite podcasts. And then I get to see my kids come downstairs and have a, a breakfast from our farm. And, you know, then I get to talk about everything I find funny and interesting, unchecked to like the greatest audience you can imagine as a comedian. Then I go have lunch with my family. I like do stuff with them. You know, my kids come back from violin. We all jam together. I might do an evening stream, kiss my wife. It's fucking heaven. I wouldn't have been given this if I didn't learn the lessons of the gospel that are universal. You'll see the same lessons in um, Islam, uh, Hinduism, some, I guess. I don't know Hinduism. I'm not like a universalist. I do think that some religions are more grappled than others. But so many of these, like, truths are, a they're just so fucking true that I don't get why everybody is just bickering about the Trinity or, like, things that don't really matter. It's the real gravy people are just avoiding. Like, the whole carry your cross, the whole, you know, seeking you shall find, asking you shall receive, and... And the crown of thorns of that they will put on your head, mocking your, your virtue. And it'll burn off your ego. And you will be surrounded by people you normally would never have thought you'd be surrounded by. The tax collector, the prostitute, the criminals. And you will see what, what God really is. And you'll see like what truth is. And God won't let you down. And God will forgive anything as long as you you know, hold the line and admit that you're learning, like accept that you're not in control of the whole plan and just accept it, you know, accept the loss. Why does God do bad things to good people? I always hear that. How do you know it's bad? You don't know it's bad. You don't know it's bad. You don't know your epilepsy isn't, isn't good. Like I've been thinking about that commenter today, just spiraling about their epilepsy. You don't know the purpose of that ailment. What would have happened if, if you didn't have that ailment? How can you learn to heal that ailment? What does that show you about your life? What would stupid paraplegic's life been like if he still had his stupid legs? Was he making mistakes? Was he on a road to hell? You know? What the hell was he doing at that Baltimore bus stop or no gas station? With the blonde girl. What was he looking for? Well, it looks like he found it. Performing sodomy on a man does not make you a victim, says Larry Dynamite Bear. Jesus. White Boxer says, you embraced your past instead of running from it and grew onward. Yeah, you go back to the beginning. I love that in uh, 
And Princess Bride, here I am, Vincini, back to the beginning. You said go back to the beginning, and here I am, back to the beginning. Go back to the beginning, dude. Best comedian this side of having an amazing song. Keep crushing this timeline is legendary. Oh, it's legendary. Listening while taking a barn down. Thank you for your stream zone. Anytime. When skydiving once and put Eye of the Tiger on, the resulting video, nice parody. Thanks, Shay. Out of suffering comes purpose. Oh, yeah. Woodshop Bear is technically a cripple. Do you see him defining himself like that? Like stupid bear, plegic bear? No. His neck is so fucked up, it's laughable. He's a woodworker. You know? And it's, it, that pain he's went through has given him tremendous insights on the world. And he has a completely committed wife and a beautiful family. <laughs> like, Woodshop Bear is more crippled than that stupid seizure bitch in my comment section. I promise you. Hey, hey Benny. I have a monstrous cock, you know? And I, I used to think it was a, a disability. Like when I'd run, it was like uh, the weight would offset my body. So I just kept getting, like I used to be, for those of you that are vaccine damaged, what I'm saying right now is a joke. I used to be a really, um, every, all the colleges were scouting me for being a sprinter because I had such an incredible stride. I was so quick. But every time, once I get to 50, 60 yards, my giant cock would start swaying like, uh, like Big Ben, you know, and I'd start wobbling. And then the momentum would take me, and I would just fall right on my fucking ass. And I remember Bucknell came up, you know, the place that gave old Vox Day a scholarship, and I had a significantly faster time than that Indian piece of shit. And they came over to me and they said, we're about to give you a free ride to Bucknell, but instead, you're, why are you lying on your fat ass? <laughs> and I said, damn it, coach, it's because of my cock. When I get going over 60 yards... I'm like, you sure you're not looking for a 40-yard sprinter? Before 40 yards, that cock of mine doesn't start offsetting my balance. They said, God damn it, son. We need a 100-yard sprinter. We need somebody to break old Vox Day's records. And I said, I could do it no problem, sir, if I didn't have this giant cock of mine. And they said, well, you know, we can cut it off for you. I said, stay the fuck away from my giant cock. And that's when I hit the booze. And I became a big, fat piece of shit. <laughs> But see, a lot of people don't realize this when you have a monster cock. You start running, at first it starts going like this. Then it starts swinging, swinging. And, and you have to counterbalance the swing as you're running just to stay on the line. It's kind of like how a squirrel, the reason a squirrel, I don't know the reason, but the squirrel tail, when it, well, the reason it can run so fast on like a skinny fence or something is because whenever it sways, the tail counterbalances its sway. Yeah, full cox pendulum. I would think the three legs would make you run faster. No, Denmark bear. When it's limp, it's not capable of acceleration. You know, I had a coach once say that if I got myself a boner, I could pogo stick to the finish line, but tried it once. Let's just say I'm not allowed in Nevada again. Uh, true story, BB. Same shit happened to me at UC Berkeley. That's true. It's like once that thing starts swinging, you know, by the time it's going over 90 degrees, you know, it's hitting people's water out of their hands. Like bystanders are losing their cap. 
You know, this one guy was tweeting that I was the fastest guy they've ever seen. They were tweeting the Patriots. They're like, you got to see that. The fucking cock hit his phone right out of his hand. And that's why I ended up at PragerU with old Coddington Bear. We're majoring in uh, feminist studies. PragerU has a very good women's studies program. Basically, it's just all about Jews and how filthy and dirty and disgusting they are. Hey, Benny, come here. Come here, buddy. We're majoring in USS Liberty at PragerU. Okay, so that's all I had for today. Coddington, do I have more Super Chats? I mean, I feel like I deserve it. Damo Arigato, Mr. Roboto, lost 33 Bugatti's. Oh, you guys want to hear my Bugatti song? Super chat for the last two weeks. Big Bear, dollar for every dollar saved by skating instead of using the MTA, says Roller Bear. Oh, boy. Thank you. That was very generous. I think that's our top unauthorized super chat so far. Zello Rosso said, you and rule Biggie B? Not, maybe not copyright, but how about a professional studio version with Anchor Bear? Well, I mean, he can just make it if he wants. I don't care what happens. I don't need credit. Credit's for Jews. I just want... Uh, comedy to have an honor system. If a bear makes it, that's fine with me. You know? I just want people to hear it and know how fucking funny it was. The truth, the whole truth, but the truth movement, Bertaria, indeed. Wibby says, love the stream on anytime. Wibble. Lost and found bear. I, the Pfizer. It's lie of the Pfizer was pure gold. Thanks from the bottom of my functioning heart. Thank you, lost and found bear. Woo T bear, paying the gay away after... Starting the first week of the new year as a desk jockey, wage slave. That's fine, buddy. You're going to learn a lot from that. Best comedian this side of heaven. Thank you, Enoch87. Hey, Ben. Thanks for being my companion all these years, big guy. Okay. Um, do we have entropy? Kind 10? You get my Christmas card yet, baby? I don't know. I think so. maybe. Is this it? No, this from... California. Uh, was it hilarious? Today I got, I mean, the, the mail has really slowed down lately. I think they're having staffing issues. Or maybe everyone just stopped caring all at the same time. It's both possible. They always get it done, though. Uh, let's check this out. Luis CK just did a pedo joke on Tom Segura's show about a guy pulling a banana. Out in sex ed, while demonstrating how to put a condom on and saying, hard to get a boner on an empty stomach. Louis, Tom, and his wife all cackled, cried like demons. That's comedy now. Bertaria is hard at times, but we're winning. Uh, yeah, no, it's insane. And I actually did look back at Babylon briefly and ask my former manager, basically, what the hell, <laughs> what the hell's going on with that? You know? So I can't make fun of Alyssa Milano, but, you know, they can be pedophile. Yeah, and the whole thing is they want to normalize pedophilia. Dr. Bear says, great song. Watching Rocky after this will never be the same. Indeed. um, Sadamir Zelensky, I ordered my army officers to play Eye of the Pfizer before mobilizing our troops into battle. The men got really fired up, and to our surprise, we almost won for once. Russia still got, is still slaughtering us. Yeah, indeed. Carulian Bear, how dare you, Big Bear? Just let me get the squirt, and then I can squirt. And if you don't get the squirt, then you're a racist, bigot, homophobe, Nazi, toxic, masculine, science denying, trunks, supporting QAnon, cyberbullying, right-wing conspiracy theorists. We went to the moon. Indeed. 
Blue Bunny Bear, very generous. Thank you. Dear BB, tip for the piano man. I was hoping you could dissect the song Take Me to Church by Hosier. I've played it before. I heard it on the radio while I was listening. I was like, yeah, this song is great. I looked at the lyrics and saw two guys kissing on the thumbnail on YouTube and how we should have worshipped his girlfriend and we are born sick. I could be taking it out of context, but you are great at deciphering songs. Much love. Yeah, it's about addiction. It's, it's an unhealthy song, but it's a cool song. But it's either about uh, uh, having a gay love affair, love affair, doing sodomy behind a woman's back, or heroin, in my opinion. You know, about the worship of something bad for you. Like, uh, take me to church is either sodom, sodomy or getting high, in my opinion. Nitbear says, ABB, Happy New Year to everyone. My parents were told I was what they then called hyperactivity, and my dad refused to give me the drugs they offered. I find it hard to sit still, so I knit. Yeah, you're highly productive. That's the whole thing. They try, like, when, I, when people say, oh, how dare you not accept the cripples? I'm like, if you think you're a cripple, then I don't want you anywhere near me or my family. If you consider yourself an outcast weirdo because of your behavior then yeah, I don't, I'm not supporting that. If you have ADHD and you can't sit still, so you're a wonderful, if you knit a lot and you, and you do, and you're very productive, I don't consider you deficient, you know? And that's so obvious that I think that. That's why um, when people write me these, this stuff of like, oh, I couldn't listen to you say that. It was just too mean. I'm like, that's in your head, dude. Trust me, it's in your fucking head. It's not... It's not a rational response to me making fun of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and victim consciousness. It's just not, you know. And people a lot of times like to make me their bad guy, their, their enemy, their whipping boy. Oh, you're attacking Christ because you don't trust Paul. What? That makes no sense. Okay. I find it hard to sit still so I knit. I would never be the creative person I am today if... Being pitied and drugged, thank God for my dad having the same sort of mindset as you about disabilities. Yeah, it's only a disability if you accept it as a disability. That's why I am against the disabled. It's a mindset. You know, if somebody just happens to not have an arm and they're living a functional life, that's great. But they shouldn't be babied or defined by that at all. Or else you're... It's like blacks being defined by formers as former slaves. Do you know how debilitating that is to people? All you whites out there that can get a little annoyed by like reparations or affirmative action, all that, flip it and pretend you're them. Now, do you think that's good for you mentally? If your whole life they said, oh, your people are hated by whites. You're kept down. You, you guys were slaves. You guys were slaves and, and they're still treating you like slaves and you're owed money. Because of the past, because your, your ancestors were slaves. They were netted and beaten and, you know, do you think that's good for them? Oh, we'll give you this job because you're black. We need more blacks. Do you, what do you think that does long term to that person's mind or that person's family or that person's society? Do you think it's good? No. It's, it's the same with whites. It's like. It's not healthy to tell whites that they're all slave, former slave owners and that they are abusive and they're the reason that there's bad in the world. But don't accept that. You know, the liberal cuck does the same thing as the liberal black cuck. The white and the black, they just are on opposite spectrums. The black 
liberal cuck has accepted that they're truly a slave and that they're owed something because of a past wrong, that they're the victim, they're the eternal victim. The cucked white liberal thinks they're the eternal aggressor, that they have all this power from their skin and that they owe, that, that, that they're always guilty and that they're better than everybody and that, that because they're white, they have a superiority and a privilege that the blacks don't have. Think about that mentally. Like, what would that do to your mind? Would you ever want that for your child? To say, your people were always slaves, you're owed something, so we're going to hire you because of your black skin. No. Slaves, you work 50 hours a week and a quarter is taken from you, you're a slave liberal. Forget about a quarter, half, dude. Half's taken from you. Okay, so let's read some mail. Dear Owen, Happy New Year's to you and your family. Here's a kilo of copper. That's about 35 ounces. I don't know what meth is going for. According to what the screen is screened for me to read, copper is considered a semi-precious metal. It is an excellent conductor of heat and electricity, and it resists corrosion. It is easy to form, and it will not spark. It easily alloys with other metals. Two uh, familiar alloys are brass, copper and zinc, and bronze, copper and tin. Copper is the only metal of its color. Most are silvery, some are gold. Copper is one of the few metals found in its native state and nature. The others are gold, silver, and some platinum group metals. Copper is antimicrobial. Perhaps that's a reason for brass doorknobs and handles. Sync alert at this exact moment while writing this letter, a bear texted me a picture of copper cooking pot he was restoring. Copper is toxic to invertebrates. It is used on ship hulls to prevent barnacles. Copper is 100% recyclable. Copper is, essentially for, is essential for human nutrition, particularly to form blood cells. No wonder we are attracted to copper. Owen, thank you for the laughter and gravy and for all the spell breaking and wizard slaying you served up in 2023. I'm grateful to ride into 2023 or 2022. I'm grateful to ride into 2023 with you in this community. Falcor. Thank you. Thank you, Falcor. That was awesome. Okay, I got this one out of Germany. Let's see what's going on in Germany. Dear Big Bear, I'm a longtime listener, uh, dating back to the Why Didn't They Laugh days, but first time writer. It is an absolute joy to follow your amazing journey, and you are truly an inspiration to so many humans. What I love the most about you is that you are all about action and not just talk, like so many fake truthers or shill talking heads. I have lived for seven years in the U.S. and 15 years in U.K., but have five years ago returned to my native Germany. I met my wife in the U.S. during my MBA in Chicago, and we have three amazing children who are now 14, 12, and 11 years old, and my absolute treasure, two girls and one boy. The marriage did unfortunately not work out, and there's a lot of heartache and also guilt towards my children, as I feel like I have let them down. Just to say that uh, then was no cheating, abuse, or anything of that nature involved in the breakdown of the marriage. Oh, just real quick before I forget. Turns out Dana White slapped his wife after she slapped him. I don't consider that abuse. So apparently, I don't recommend that, especially, you know, public. But if someone hits you, that's a whole different thing. If a woman hits a man, uh, and a man, like if a woman slaps a man and a man slaps her back, Sorry, guys, but I'm not putting that in the realm of Andrew Tate. Uh, 
not not recommending it. You shouldn't have a violent relationship with your any woman. Uh, but women don't get to beat men for like they don't get that. Like, they, they, sorry guys, but that's not. If a woman wants to hit a man, you know that that changes the whole deal. And I think that's pretty obvious. So, ladies, don't hit your men. You know, you can't hold women to a different standard when it comes to that. It's like. And so I reacted to it from people just telling me about it in the chat. But uh, after further review, he wasn't just like beating his wife. Um, you know, it's uh, I recommend if you guys ever get in a violent interaction with your woman to just hold them and don't let them hit you. Or, you know, it's like dominant dominance is the move not hitting. Because like causing marks, bruises, cuts, you know, a lot of men are really strong, but I'm not, I do not uh, encourage allowing a woman to hit you. I've known men that have been in abusive relationships with women where women beat them, swear to God, <laughs> because they like, they, they won't stop them. It's fucking weird. And a lot of them are like, uh, a lot of men would never admit that because they're so, uh, they're so um, embarrassed by it. But my recommendation is if a woman's hitting you, restrain them with dominance. You know, but if someone slaps you and you slap them back, that's not uh, that's not violent. I mean, that's not abuse. That's retarded. Now, if you like punched her, if he was like, bang, yeah, he should go to jail for that. But, uh, you know, I, I just think people overreact to that completely. He was holding her before, but being at the club at midnight, especially when you're 50, is probably the problem. Yeah, yeah, he lives a terrible lifestyle. Me and Amy never have to worry about any of this. <laughs> you know, it's like if you live a lifestyle with like drugs and alcohol and random people around and jealousy and money and travel and insecurity, then that's what comes up. But if you don't, that that doesn't that's not even in your life. You know, like that's not, not something I ever have to think about. White Mountain Bear said, is there a third magazine? I've been away for a while. Thanks again for all you do. Oh, thanks. That, that's now the number one unauthorized super chat. Thank you, White uh, Mountain Bear. Um, yeah, third magazine just came. They're shipping out this week. I, uh, that's what Woody's Labor is doing right now. I, I miss Woody's Labor. He was adding more to my, my, uh, my, mail, my Christmas card mailing list. What you said works, Big Bear. Yeah, just dominate. Like, dominate the woman if she's trying to hit you. Hold her down. Hold her arms. Dominate. Don't feel guilty about that at all. But then ask yourself, why did that happen? Like, why is she trying to hit me? As irrational as women can act, it usually, it's almost like women are like rhetorical. It's usually aimed in the right direction. Guys that that are doing absolutely nothing immoral, typically don't have a woman freak the fuck out on them. Unless the woman is absolutely crazy or totally projecting. I have friends where they always talk about how their chick freaks out and like breaks stuff or like it's so crazy and all that. And they're like talking to me like, uh, like that their girl's crazy. I'm like, dude, you cheat on her. And they're like, yeah, but she doesn't know. I'm like, they, they always know. 
They, they, if you are up to no good, women will start acting nuts. They just do. They're like, they're like little rods. I know this. I know that for a fact that, and so I'm not justifying irrational female behavior, but it's like rhetoric. It, it usually points in the accurate direction. And I, I rarely see a man who's doing nothing sneaky. Um, have women just go nuts all the time and like uh, try to humiliate them. I almost never see that. It's usually like a highly successful man who's cheating, but thinks he's providing for his woman. So, and he never brings it home or embarrasses her, but he's, he's cheating. And so those women usually will start acting fucking nuts. Um, all right. Anyway, Port Bear, I would like to make a donation to find a cure for Jonah Bear. Despite his frequent boosters, he seems to still be suffering from gayness. Together we can find a cure. Donate today. today. Heal the gay. I completely agree, Port Bear. All we can do is raise awareness for gay gayness. Here at EntropyStream.live slash app slash Comedy, we're crowdfunding the cure for being gay. And every dollar brings more awareness and we... Uh, and possibly a cure. So far, the only cure we found is the Muslim one, which a lot of gay, we're getting a lot of pushback from the ADL, but we're going to find another cure or not. Cucumber, Florida man says, fuck you, Bugatti, as he breaks the record for fastest streetcar with a 4GT. Thank you, Cucumber. Okay, let's continue. All right. Reflecting on the separation, I do believe that I am a better father today than 5.5 years ago when everything unfolded regarding the separation. After years of gatekeeping by my ex-wife, I know I now have direct access via phone and other devices, and my kids and I are in regular contact, including math, economics lessons. Technology can be very beneficial and good as long as the intentions are pure. I agree. I totally agree. Can we force the vaccine to cure gayness? No, no. We're not going to force vaccines on anybody. Um, but we are working on a cure and every dollar helps. The Corona time was a blessing for me and my relationship with my ex and my children. On the downside, I did not see kids for two years and two months, which was very hard on all of us. On the other side, my ex and I have all of a sudden had a common enemy and we were 100% on the same side regarding COVID and the vaccine agenda. I'm proud to say that we we're all unvaccinated and have all stood our ground. That'd be cool if you guys got back together, wouldn't it? I'm now in an amazing relationship, oh, I guess not, with an absolutely beautiful soul that sees me as just me. It's the perfect match. She has gone through a hardcore awakening uh, program mostly, but not exclusively triggered by Karimnu and is now on the same page on so many issues. She is a mother of two and stood her ground as a public school teacher at a high school in Bavaria. She has never been tested and has refused the vaccination and, and that as the only teacher out of a hundred in her school, she's a true fighter and an amazingly beautiful soul. I'm so fulfilled to walk through life at her side. I will send a more detailed letter next year as I have information to potentially enlighten a few of your listeners. I'm a banker, and during my awakening process, so many things have clicked into place, and I could finally get a glimpse into seeing what really is going on. 
The B system is controlled and managed by the banks and their funding flows and manipulation. I know it's all that's why I say politics don't matter. I mean, on some level they do. I I had a cool interaction with a guy. Maybe I'll read it after this. But the the financial system is is what you should be focused on. Because someone sent me a really cool letter or an email about, um, you know, having mixed feelings about Trump because things have gotten more expensive and shit. And like if there is if it is a false binary, like blah, blah, blah. And so I will uh, I'll read that. Banks are slave owners. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and I'm not against that, but, you know, it's just obviously true. I know that you and most bears know about that already, but have a few more nuggets to share that help put so many things into perspective and link it to the vaccine agenda. Come on, give me the gravy now. Now I got to wait for another letter out of Germany to get the gravy. Why are they doing the vaccines? Come on, I need the banking perspective. Obviously, I have theories, but fucking come on. This is such a tease. Oh, you gave me a nice fat euro. Sweet. I'm going to have to peel this off somehow. You got to tell me what you know. I mean, this I have gravy balls. I have 100% of gravy balls. Here's a quick rock fin before. Is there a Komodo Cardios flag I can put in my bio? I don't know what that means. All right, Germans and their secrets. I know, but can you blame them? Last time they were open about their thoughts, they became a slave state for 85 years. Big Bear Owen, keep going with uh, things down and know that your voice and rhetoric is so important and an inspiration to so many. If seeing Banker Bear is not taken yet, would you please verify me as such? Yeah, welcome seeing Banker Bear. Keep crushing and ladling gravy. Nobody has more fun than us. All the best for 2023. Best regards, seeing Banker Bear. P.S. Super chat below. Keep crushing. Thank you. And you just made my uh, my Christmas list. Santa Claus has nothing on me. I got my own lists. I checked them way more than twice. I, I can't believe you didn't tell me about the vaccine banking agenda out of Germany. <sighs> Dear Owen, long time, first time, listening 1572 on unauthorized and you've um, something baby dick so times I felt I need to pay some gay away. So I've included what was in my pocket at the moment. Might be nice. I've recently remarried to an amazing woman who introduced me to your streams And we've been crushing ever since. I have two boys, 17, 13, and my wife and I recently purchased 7.6 acres of woodland in West Tennessee, currently building a pole barn, half house, half shop for my bush hogging, equivalent to live in when we not in use. I love that. Great move. German banker gravy. Come on. This is too much for a Jew to handle. I mean, it's, it's exactly the type of gravy I'm currently like really into. Ugh. I have such German gravy balls. Apparently Ashkenaz is Hebrew word for Germany. I don't care. I'm so over the Jews. I want to get right to the financial system. Do you know how many Jews have no idea why any of this is happening? 
That that's a that was a real awakening for me is when I realized how no offense, Toronto Jew, but I know that you know stuff, but how ignorant a lot of Jews are. They seem like they know a lot because they have so much huspa and drive. Like there's a trauma program for Jews to make them pretty highly uh, successful and like push and you know they look like they're very confident and aggressive, but a lot of them don't know anything, dude. Um. But some do, some do, but a lot of them don't. That German banker knows more gravy than I bet fucking George Soros. Those, I kind of relate to George Soros. You know that one, you know George Soros used to like rat on Jews to the Nazis and that, there's that one clip when he said it was the greatest time in his life when he was like 12. I get that. Like of all the clips, like of all the things George Soros has done, which is mostly very bad, that one clip... And everybody's trying to demonize him. They're like, look at George Soros. He's so sick. I'm like, war, conflict, COVID. You do look back and it's like the happiest times of your life. Or maybe that's just me. That's probably a crazy thing to say out loud. But looking back now, 2020 was a fucking blast. Wasn't it? You know? It's like, imagine being in the middle of World War II. You're a young Jewish, Hungarian George Soros. You're working with the Nazis you're fucking, you don't know if you're going to live or die every day. You're like, yeah, 9-11 was a blast. Yeah. Like when he said that, I'm like, I relate to that guy now. And like uh, Alex Jones and everybody was trying to show that he's an anti-Semite. I'm like, I don't, I don't understand any of it anymore. I was just thinking I felt more alive over 2020, 21 than I ever have. Yeah, you, if you're honest with yourself, some of the hardest times in your life were the most fun. When I was first kicked out of Hollywood and I was doing fires and getting hammered every night in Saranac Lake with my brother in a fucking war vet, doing streams for the first time, hauling lumber, facing humiliation, getting kicked off of shit, wondering how I'm going to support my kid. You know, looking back, it was awesome. Remember, like, I did that show right at City Hall in Saranac Lake I had a bunch of bears I'd never met living, staying in my rental house. Like I get basically kicked out of the city from my nigger joke. It's fucking wild, man. I agree. Traveled all over 2020, met my wife, my son. Yeah, I agree. And by the way, I'm not in favor of killing Jews. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying I relate to George Soros that he like enjoyed killing Jews. That's not what I think. I think what he was trying to say is that that time of war and conflict and uncertainty was the best he's ever felt. And I get it. Okay. Um, It's all woodland and I have to clear. Okay. It's been a muddy, messy process. And for that reason, I'd like to be verified as Muddy Bear. Um, as my boots are always muddy these days, we missed the, this year's Ozark test fest, and we are not far from the area being in West Tennessee. So we will definitely make it next year. Oh, and I, I've, I've discovered from Daywalker Bear a synchronicity that lets me know we're on the right track with Ozarks. Do you guys know that there's a Christian community forming in Missouri right near us called Arkhaven? which is the same name as Vox's company. It's like, you know, when you see little synchronicities like that, um, you're like, oh, it's a good good spot. And we're doing well with the funding. It's kind of uh, 
tatered off. Is that a word? It's petered off a bit. So if you want to get uh, tickets to next year's festival, which I will be at, I will be accepting tomatoes thrown in my face for uh, donations of 10,000 or more. (laughs) But, you know, for much less, you can attend the festival and uh, help us buy the land without debt so that we don't, you know, I know that sounds like I'm being uh, paranoid, but after living through COVID, I know how... um, I know how people are manipulated. It's all debt. So, um, um, Bert- is it Bertaria Campgrounds? Coddington, what's the website? How did I forget the website? BertariaCampgrounds.com if you want to donate. Thank you. When's the festival again? I believe September. I think it's September. Maybe, yeah. Wish I had 9999 to send. They canceled venues before COVID. That's right. Yeah, and it's always because of debt. B.B. Soros probably believes in the Talmud, so stealing from Goy is okay. Yeah, but it's still consent-based, and they know that. That's why they don't want you to know the Talmud. And the Talmud isn't all bad. I talk to Jews about the Talmud sometimes. I get it. I, I find the overall message to be pretty dark, but uh, it's about contract and consent-based business. Which could be defined as Satanism, but there's a lot of history in there. Um, you know, it's pretty laid out. I'm not. Ju- I don't like hate it. What's the nearest airport? Says Denmark Bear. Coddington. What's the nearest airport? Oh my God! Can you imagine if Denmark Bear comes? How great that would be. I'm getting my mom to come. Unauthorized says God can use bad events in our lives to change our path towards a place He intends for us. Indeed. We are all unpaid actors in some giant script we didn't write. Scripted by God. Kanye West. Yeah. Counting 10. Nearest airport. Oh, it's a far. It's, all, it's an hour and a half. <laughs> My hotel was an hour away. Oh, yeah. That's, that's not convenient. <laughs> I'm going to be driving 29 hours. So, you know. Springfield is near there, but that's how you get away from the blacks, Denmark bear. Don't get me wrong. Our, our black bears love you guys. Louisiana black bear, boar bear. There's more, obviously. But to get away with large clumps of highly dependent, racially angry people, you can't really be super close to an airport. You know, Denmark bear, they live near the airports. Okay, and I don't mean black-skinned people. I mean highly dependent, racially charged people. Good morning, Owen the Bears, Oakland in the house. Hello, Iron Man Bear. You're going to want to listen to this one. This has been a very enjoyable stream. Uh, It's the Ozarks, lots of trees and lakes. True. It is the Babylon Talmud, which is dark because of their false idols and worship. Yeah, just the standard Talmud, although there is some highly offensive things like we're basically cattle and, you know, I think they say like you can marry a three-year-old or something. I was telling this to somebody that was like going on and on about Muhammad again. I'm like, do you know when Christian monarchs married off their kids? Before looking it up, do you, do you think they may have been little kids when they did that back in the day? Do you think your history may have been... I am not in favor of child brides. In fact, I find it extremely creepy. 
But if you go, I don't know, 1,300 years ago, what do you think you're going to find in Christendom? What do you think? Do you think that there's ever been a six-year-old princess married off? What do you think? Just, just internally wonder and then be like, huh, so why do I have a double standard? Don't get me wrong. I think it's all creepy. Swear to God, I think it's all creepy. But when you look at, I don't know, Thomas Jefferson getting his 13-year-old slave pregnant, Abraham's concubines, Mary marrying Joseph when she was 12, Isaac and Rebecca, all aristocracy. You know, it's, it isn't maybe like there was no romantic aspect of marriage. It was about land acquisition. I would guess that Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner have been married off potentially since they were little kids. All right. But I don't know. I'm just letting you know that before you really start freaking out, because it's not Islam that I'm quote unquote promoting. It's Sharia law. I think Sharia law is super functional when it comes to keeping uh, society not run by deranged homosexual usury based zombies. That's it. It's like super simple. There's a private and a public. What you do in private is your own business. What you do in public is, is governed by Sharia law. Oh, don't kill all the Christian. No, no idols, no sex in public, and all money's backed by gold and silver. You know, no porn, no idols. Um, all money's backed by gold and silver. And that's a group of people that really, really figured out how the grabber was, start, was doing some business. And that's it. And if you want to talk like adults and talk about like law and order and, you know, structuring society so that the, the Western insanity doesn't. OK, like before you're like, oh, how dare you? So throw a gay off a roof. Imagine if, if you just lived through Sodom and Gomorrah. We're not there yet. We're like, I don't know, halfway there. Imagine you live through that shit. How and you survive. And you witnessed how it all happened. And it got to a point where people are doing baby sacrifices and blood and, you know, uh, just open bestiality in the streets with like glitter all over. You know, you, you know how bad it can get. Imagine how draconian you would see the world after that, where you're like, OK, so when did this all start? How do we never have that happen again? Because now people go, oh, but where's your compassion? And it's not about killing homosexuals that keep it in private. You know, Sharia law doesn't say suspect a homo, kick in a door and kill him. That's not what it is. It's you can't publicly be gay. You know, that's why they're so crazy about witnesses. That's why the whole, oh, but woman's raped. She has to have four witnesses or the woman is killed. Total horseshit. The, re the four witness thing is about porn. It's about getting rid of porn. If four or more people have witnessed uh, a fornication, it's not, it's fornication, like a woman having sex, typically for money, that woman's killed. Uh, and that's, that's what, that's their law around porn. So if there's public witness of four or more people of fornication, then yeah. That, and understand that there are parts of the world that the Sodom and Gomorrah realities are in their genetic memory. A lot of white Christians have had it so easy for so long, myself included, that you don't know how bad it can get. Muhammad 
the prophet of Islam was the first person to ever ban pedophilia in Arabia. That's a historical fact. Now, there's the religion of Islam, and then there's the history of the government of um, Mecca and Medina and Sharia law. And so before Muhammad, there was no laws against, you know, uh, child rape, child sex trafficking, all that stuff. And so um, that world was so dark and full of mystics and magic and hell and, you know, figuring out how to structure a society so that it doesn't happen again is very Old Testament. It's very Leviticus. Because the Bible is just as cold as Sharia when it comes to not allowing uh, deviancy. It's just Christians never follow it. They, they, because of the teachings of Paul, I think, well, I'm not going to blame it on Paul, but a lot of people have used Paul's letters to interpret it that you don't have to follow any of those laws anymore. And Islam says, no, if you don't follow those laws, you're going to end up with a euphoric scream of delight as you bathe the Empire State Building in red, as you can now have partial birth abortions and sell the parts off to uh, candy bar companies. Not even kidding, guys. That's right now your world. In New, York, in New York State, where I'm from, the state I'm from, the state I was born in, a 40-week pregnancy you can terminate with a knife and chop up the baby. I know this is dark, but this is the world you're currently living in. So if you don't see Sharia law as a uh, step in the right direction, we don't have anything in common. <laughs> like, you're halfway to hell. You know, instead of highway to heaven, it's halfway to hell. It's like this society has gotten so publicly dark that a set of laws that tolerate absolutely none of it uh, would, would do wonders for us. And I am slightly racist, as everyone knows. I think Caucasian North Americans and Europeans would have an easier time not being psychotic than a lot of Arabs. No offense, Arabs. You know, I love a lot of you guys. We know people are like, oh, but secretly there's this weird shit happening in Kuwait. I think there'd be a lot less of that with um, the high trust society because Arab has a very low trust society, high crime. Crossroads of the world. They're very much Jewy. Uh, so that's one reason why they have to be so crazy strict because they don't have a lot of trust. All right, I'm, I'm rambling. I just realized I'm rambling. Let me read these. Hey, baby, a last shout out also to Seeing Banker Bear, German Bear Meetup, Dieseldorf. We, weren't, we won't hurt Weiss, I promise. This Sunday, 10 a.m. Um, to p.m. Info on Bertari Times app, Telegram groups at Rhineland underscore bear. Keep crushing. It's not wonder, but wonder bear. Nice. Thank you, wonder bear. Joe Gagan, can we declare January 6th in Bertaria? International Jonah Syndrome Awareness Day? Yeah, absolutely. Never forget. January 6th, never forget. Um, no following these laws may take society to mutilate children in the name of love. Not following these laws. I don't know what that means. Arabs are known to be angrier and cheap. Yeah, when I was in Iraq, I've been to the Middle East for like a good chunk of time. They always haggle. They're like super chutzpah guys. And so... Um, you know, imagine that society without Islam. Ooh. Oh, my God. The mysticism, the fucking black magic that they would do. They are holding back a torrential flood. I think I just heard a thousand how dare you's in Arab after you called them Jewy. 
They do act Jewy. They know it. Unauthorized says, do you, does anyone know if the magazine is still for sale now? Unfortunately, we will uh, sell more though of potentially Tesla died 80 years ago on epiphany crushing. Nice. Don't think of when I'm talking about Sharia law as religious. Don't think of it as like, oh, Owen's questioning, you know, this or that. Think of it as law. Because this Talmudic consent-based, rules-based law with no concept of morality isn't working. And the irony is, I believe, I know that I've gotten a lot of pushback about this in the past, but I think Thomas Jefferson based a lot of his Declaration of Independence around uh, Sharia law. You know, that's why the Jeffersonian Bible removes Jesus's um, uh, miracles and Paul. You know, and so when people say, oh, Jefferson hated Islam, there's no way that the Quran didn't influence that, in my opinion. So he just happens to rewrite the Bible to be like basically the Quran without Muhammad. Like, there's no way that's a coincidence. All right, you guys also over that YouTube commercial of that old hag bothering that poor Caucasian all about her tat, like what the fuck? Sharia law has no room for cucks. Well, it, you can make a Caucasian Christian version of Sharia law. And people say white Sharia, that makes no sense. There isn't race in Sharia law. It's about the public versus private and what a citizen of the state is guaranteed and what is not permitted. That's what I love about it. And it's very Christ. It's very Christian, you know, because uh, Christianity should not allow depictions of Christ in public, you know, like Christ, the redeemer with a mask on his face or Polish Jesus with the five G tower and his crown. Like I see that as blasphemy. I see that as like uh, a humiliation of Christ. So when people say, oh, they're tearing down all these images of Christ. Yeah, that's literally Christian in my opinion, but it's fine. It's fine. I'm not like going to get religious here, but I'm just looking at the laws. Like the laws do not tolerate any public sexuality, which is great. You know, and BB, why does everyone with a large Jewy nose act Jewy? Because I, I do think you get a bigger nose when you are tricky and pushy because uh, air is free. So the fact air is currently free, like I'm very curious about this and just hear me out. If this Elon Musk uh, carbon credit bullshit works, do you think Jews' noses will get smaller because air isn't free anymore? It's Guys, it's possible. Because right now, air is free. So the Jews' nose is just like, you know, they're just like vacuum cleaners. But if there is a carbon tax for your uh, exhale, would you, would you be surprised? I would not be surprised if the Jews' noses all just got really fucking small. Okay, moving on. If you don't find that funny, you're literally dead inside. Would also love to offer any tractor services the campground may need help with. I do gravel driveway. Sp- yeah, we're going to need that. This year, hopefully if we raise enough money, we can uh, do a paved or gravel drive so we don't have the mud situation like last year. All right. Uh, <clears throat> bush hogging, tilling of food plots, and willing to travel ahead of time to help for next year. Let me know who I can contact to see about that stuff. Merry Christmas to the Benjamins. And the letter coming soon, Muddy Bear. Thanks, Muddy Bear. It's an awesome letter. And when it gets closer, we'll, we'll organize more. 
And it's going to be all on the Bertari Times app. So definitely uh, subscribe to that app.bertaritimes.com. Persian Jew says, I can't comment. I can't smell or breathe out of my big schnoz. Persian Jew, admit you have a giant nose, though. Admit. Okay. Hi, Owen. This is my first letter to you or any content creator on the internet. Well, it feels great. I remember your stand-up specials on Comedy Central and seeing you on the Toe Rogan experience. The one joke that always stuck in my head was the falling rocks. Oh, my God. (laughs) I played that joke on this stream for the first time in 1,500 streams. Don't you love it? Don't you guys love Winks? I love that. You can't fake it. It's just so fun. Unbelievable. Or getting out of a ticket bit. Wow. Isn't that so cool? I also remember you on Joey Diaz's podcast with the star of death incident and then lost track of you. I lost track of myself for a few days. I think Lee Sid is borderline being held captive by Diaz and is always in a highly drug-induced state due to Diaz feeding him drugs 24-7. The reason I'm writing this letter is to thank you. I found your name on BitChute in a video titled Don't Take the Vaccine. I was and am currently in the military, and something did not sit right with all this COVID bullshit. This video and the multitude of streams you put out really opened my eyes to the spells and lies distributed on a daily basis. I submitted a religious exemption, which was denied and was given multiple punitive charges, such as a letter of reprimand, unfavorable information file, and an Article 92, failure to obey an order. Wow. Owen drove home at three miles an hour backwards. Yeah, it was a very dark couple days, but it didn't have permanent damage. Like Joe Rogan pretends that I ate a brownie and then went crazy when I did his show after I ate the brownie. Like... Over a year after that incident. It's so fucking retarded. All right. Involuntary discharge was on the horizon. There was multiple times I wanted to give in so I could continue on with my career. But your streams and bears testimonies on vax injury and death kept me resilient. I know I would not be able to look at myself in the mirror had I took the shots. As of this letter, the shot mandate was terminated and I walk away with a clean record and zero vax injected in my veins. Yeah, God's plans, man. Can you get through the test? If so, and they're going to be hard, but you're going to look back and it's like the greatest part of your life. You just proved to yourself that you're strong. It's great. I want to thank you and the Bears for consistently reinforcing, standing firm in one's beliefs. Yeah, like when people are like, Oh, Big Bear, why can't you be reasonable? There's some people that, because if I was reasonable, I would have given that guy a way out. And he might have mild fucking carditis right now. If I had said, you know what? Some people, they need to do it. We all know that they're bad, but if you got to keep your job, no. I was a a psycho about it. It's the same way I am with suicide. Someone wrote to me, oh, so you're saying that if someone is in pain from cancer, that killing themselves is bad? I'm like, yes. There is no way out. No matter what you have to give up, you're not injecting that shit into your body. And that stance gave a lot of people strength to not inject shit into their body. And that's why they're writing me letters now. I don't give a fuck how in pain you are, how depressed you are. You're not killing yourself. 
There's no justification for killing yourself no matter what you're going through. Because once you open that door, what are you doing to the whole world? Like, you know, like in my discernment episode, we talked about what if you're wrong? What if you're wrong? What door have you opened with that opinion? You know? So let's say I say, yeah, there are situations where you can be in so much pain that you can shoot. Now, that isn't someone pulls you off life support because you're brain dead. That's not what I mean. I mean, you're still aware, you're conscious, you're in pain, and you have the ability of killing yourself. No, that's half the world right now would justify that. They would say, you know, I listen to Owen and I'm in a lot of pain. I'm depressed. I don't see much of a future for myself. I have a nagging back injury. So I'm just going to tap out. Big Bear says so. No, none, zero. There is no situation where you have a right to murder yourself. Worst case scenario, someone's in really, really bad pain that's going to kill them and they die. A few more months of pain, but you didn't kill yourself. Endure it. And I know, guys, there could be a time when I think that way. Like I'm in miserable pain and I'm like, I just want the pain to stop. And I will remember this and I will be like, and I hope and pray that I would be strong enough to not murder myself because it's a sin. It's a sin, in my opinion. Just like what I did with this. All the little slithering snakes were all like, Big Bear, you're being so fucking unreasonable. You're going to get people fired from their job. There is no excuse. And although I am welcoming of people that were vaccinated, I'm not, I don't shame them. I'll hug them. I don't believe in uh, shedding or any of that bullshit. I think that you can... Marry them if, if you want and have kids with them. and all. Like, I'm really not that draconian with the vax. What I believe the vax is, is poison. And I think that it is to slow kill a lot of people and to kill off certain demographics. And I think a lot of them, nothing's going to happen to you. But a lot of them, something will happen to you. And, and no one has a right to put you through that. Like, you don't have to play Russian roulette with the devil to keep your fucking job. Money is not... The, the thing to make your decisions around. And so if you took the vax, I'm not going to ostracize you. I'm not going to tell you it's a ticking time bomb or that you should never get married or anything. I'm not one of those truthers. You know, I think that it might lower your chances of getting pregnant or you might want to check and see if your ovaries are still working or your balls still work. But there's a really good chance they are. And we've all been, you know and ingested things that are toxic to us. But that moment, that trial, I was right to be so resilient about that and not give people an out. It's the same with these fucking cripples. When they're like, how dare you? I have epilepsies. You're saying I shouldn't. You're not a victim. I don't give a fuck if you're, you know, I don't care about your cripple. You're not a victim. And why am I doing this, guys? Am I doing this out of cruelty or love. Do you know how many people have been through intense physical pain, wanted to kill themselves, didn't, and they healed? And they look back like, oh my God, I can't believe I almost killed myself. Look at my dog, Benny. I almost put the poor bastard down, but because of my principles, I didn't. He couldn't move. He was hunched. He was like falling over, blind, deaf, couldn't move. He, like The vet was like, I'll give him a shot today. 
this dog is not aware. He's not there. And then I showed you videos a few months later. We're jogging together on the, on the pavement. You know, he follows me around. He's happy. He licks my face. He completely is healed. He's old as fuck. He's 20. But no, we, we you know, if, if they're like, their back legs are broken, their bowels are gone, you can't take care of them. Yeah, you can put down a dog. A dog is not a person. A dog doesn't follow the same rules as a human being. So if you put down a dog because they're suffering, that's one thing. But my point was that you can heal. You can heal. And never, ever kill yourself. If, if one of your family members unplugs support because you're basically dead, I have no problem with that. But you don't make that choice. You don't, you don't ever... Con- you never kill that which God made. Like you are... What God made, your mother and your father were up at night with you, breastfeeding you, you know, feeding you, teaching you, tying your shoes. You know, they had these little pants they put on you. First time you smiled, they smiled. First time you said a word, they talked about it all day. Don't kill that. You matter. You're special just by being here. All of those things. You do not kill that. No matter what. Okay. Uh, I know I would not be able to look at myself in the mirror had I taken the shots. But if you did take the shots, you can look at yourself in the mirror. Now is not the time for shame and fear. If you took the shots, now is not the time to be like, what have I done? I've destroyed my family. It'll come to me. I can already feel the cancer brewing. In my- no, no. Don't make the same fucking mistake again. And be a little shamed cuck. Move on. You made a bad decision. Move on. And there's a really good chance that nothing's going to happen to you, dude. I want to think it doesn't take away your ability to have a family. It's not a death sentence. You know, people make mistakes. People have been shamed into a lot of shit that they didn't want to do. Move on. But I was right for holding that line so intensely. Because I get testimony. It was, a, it was right. Not one person has ever written me saying, you know, I listened to you and I held the line and I didn't take the vaccine and now I'm homeless and I'm about to die. It was the wrong decision. Not one person has ever said that to me. They, um, every, every time it's been like, my record's wiped, I got a promotion, got a better job, I, I'm closer with my family now, it opened up a door to me, but it's a trial by fire. And it's a blessing to have these trials by fire. All right. Some of the worst part of the vax would be seating bodily autonomy. That's the satanic ritual isn't even what's in the vax. It's that you allowed it in your body for money. All right. I only shame myself in the shower. Jesus, chug it, Doug. I want to thank you and the Bears for constantly reinforcing standing firm in one's beliefs and that in the end of it all, I wasn't forced. They just wanted my consent. The devil can never make you do it. I now firmly believe this is a consent-based realm. It is. I never stopped saying nigger no matter what they did. I got kicked out of a town. Guess where I'd rather be than Saranac Lake right now? Idaho. Yeah, I miss my brother. I had a dream. We had a dream. 
But I'd way rather be here than fucking Saranac Lake. I'll tell you that right now. And if I had quit saying nigger and just accepted that nigger is more offensive than necrophilia or that black people are victims and they can't hear certain words or that a word carries hate without intention, lie, 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 lie. If I'd accept that, I'd still be in a place that would suck compared to where I am now. You always get rewarded for being honest and and authentic. Uh, Burn Bear says, I was homeless, sleeping in a friend's chair in 2020 with a job and money, and Owen told me, buy something, own something, love something. I stayed away from the lies and love this community because you lit a fire under me. Nice, Burn Bear. I want to conclude this letter with a question and request for verification. Throughout the times, the threats of discharge, I maintained focus and completed my bachelor's degree and I'm eligible to commission as an officer. I'm seriously considered doing this due to my plan of making a career out of the military and wanted yours and the Bears thoughts on this. Um, I'm not going to say not to. I I don't encourage people to join the military these days because it's so corrupt. But if you want to be an officer and that's your career, that's that's your call. Every job on some level is associated with the beast. I think that military is pretty damn close to the dragon's wing right now, especially with the nonsense going on with Russia and all that shit. It's your decision. You know the problems. You know about the neocon agenda with Russia and how you're being manipulated and all that. But, you know, it's not taking a vaccine in your arm. It's uh, if you think you'd be a good officer. Our military needs good officers. You know, and that's why the Obama purge of the officers was so bad. And that's one reason why our military sucks now. But if you're already in and you want that, that's your decision. And I would, I, it's fine. You might be right. But uh, I don't recommend any young people want to join the military currently because there's too much corruption going on. I'm seriously considered doing this due to my plan of making a career out of the military uh, I respectfully request to be verified as Chachi Bear. Welcome, Chachi Bear. Yeah, because there's, the, there's, there's two sides to this. It's like, uh, we need good officers like Chachi Bear. Like, that's the guy I want as an officer, someone that understands it can, it's a consent-based realm. But I also don't like where the military is going, but the military doesn't have its own will. It's based on, you know... I personally would like to have people like him as officers in the military. That being said, the military is pretty fucked up right now, but so is everything, I guess. So it's your call. It's not like evil to do that, but, um, you know, something to think about. Chachi is a nickname given to me by one of my mentors who I now consider family. The gratitude to you and the Bears is immeasurable, and I will be joining the BTA app. Uh, Respectfully, Chachi Bear. I think if the military loses enough good people, it can get bad enough to know it needs fixing, says Cod. Uh, don't do it, says Receiver Bear. Um, he could do some good and sketchy place. It's his call. I mean, I'm not going to purity spiral and say if something isn't... Like, I, I currently think the military sucks, but... There's always going to be a military and the military is only as good or as bad as the men in it. And so I'd rather have an officer like him than one of these sellouts. 
We don't have wars to win them. We have wars to call the population of young men in the South. Yeah, maybe, man. A lot of the best people join the military. Um, but he wants he wants that as his career. So it's his decision. And I'm supportive either way. I'd rather have him as a local sheriff. That's a good point, Coddington. Than sent into foreign land by bankers. That is true, but... You know, they can all... That's ah, a good point, Kyneton. Yeah. It's his call. Dear Owen, biggest of bears, bod king, benevolent ruler of Bertaria. All right. What do you guys think? Pretty heavy call to be muscle for the empire. Yeah, but if you use money, you're engaging with the empire. Like, I'm, I, I promise I'm not a purity spiral psycho. In fact, me and Amy wanted to tell the Bears about our opinion on homesteading when it comes to having little kids, that you're going to have the desire or the, you can have the, the idea that everything has to come from your land, that like you're, you know, everything you do is about your own independence and your own self-sustaining stuff. Me and Amy don't do that because we want our kids to like homesteading. And just hear me out for a second, then I'll go. They want us to be cannon fodder for Russia to mow down in back mud. Yeah, if you agree to it. But imagine if you have officers that understand it's all about agreements. Then you don't. You know? It, it's, it's a tough call, man. I get exactly what you're saying. They want, they want, NATO wants more flesh and blood for the meat grinder. Yeah. But if you have people that understand that it's always consent-based, um, you know, that's better for us. I wouldn't stay in the military. Ukraine was just practice for the big one, could it be? I know, I know, I know, Denmark Bear, I get it. We're currently in World War III, but I don't think you should go to war because you are being given money. War should be conducted only by evidence of every fiber of your being. Yeah, America hasn't been in a war that wasn't empire building or banker related since before World War I. <laughs> the last honest war America had was the, the American South resisting the empire. And I know that's hard to hear, but that, and I'm from New York, but that's, that's the truth. <laughs> like, America's wars now are like the Death Star. It's not... But again, you know, is it going to change? It's like World War One with more accurate weapons. Um, yeah. The War of Northern... Men fight for their families, not leave their women and children vulnerable. Yeah. First and biggest black eye to the empire is what? No, I think Vietnam. If you have to be in a military to be useful as you can, be in those around you and get in a good position. Yeah. I, I answered no to the poll, especially because I already have. Um, no question, Fort Sumter was a false flag. To defend your country, yes, not to kill someone. You want to hear the argument from the Empire Grabbler? Defending the dollar is defending your country's way of life. <laughs> That's what they'd say. Yeah, Spanish-American War was started by a false flag in the Havana Harbor, exactly. The last authentic war for American sovereignty and to protect American way of life was the Civil War and the good guys were the South. And that's tough to hear. That's why there's so much rhetoric around it. Oh, we ended slavery, says the lying banker. No, you didn't. 
You didn't end slavery. That's so stupid. Go to Detroit. Go to Oakland. Go to these places and look out at, at what the black man is up to these days. And you tell me that you gave them a better deal than what they had in the South. They could own slaves themselves. They could own land. A lot of black Southerners got their own land from buying their way out of slavery. That's a historical fact. They don't tell you that because that undermines the entire history of the American empire. That we've always been the good guys. You know, that we're saving the Jew and we're saving the black and we're, sa- we're, we're saving the world from communism out of Vietnam and we're saving the world from weapons of mass destruction and revenge for 9-11. It's all bullshit, man. It's all bullshit. Uh, the military is fake and gay. The king of the wage cucks is a U.S. Army soldier. Every building in Atlanta is newer than 1865. The entire city was burned to the ground. Yeah, no, it's, it's really bad what the Civil War was. If, if, the, if, the America, if the North was freeing the South, why were there so many black Confederate soldiers? Are they first them big bit? They gave them a gun and let them go to war. So when they just shoot their officer and run in the forest, like they weren't slaves. Some were slaves. There's white slaves, more black slaves. There was an element of racial superiority with blacks. Same way with Irish, same way with Italian, same way with Catholic, same way with people from Cornwall or the, the Cornish you know, some of Amy's ancestors came here as tin miners. They're from Cornwall, England. And uh, they were treated like shit, thrown into tin mines. <laughs> honest war, that's a tough concept. Not really. An honest war is when you're defending your homeland and way of life from an invader. Um, okay. It is I, Iron Shirt Bear. I bring you glad tidings from the east. Many moon cycles have passed since I wrote you. Alas, I've been too busy crushing and have put off this letter for too long. Please accept this very small tip in my personal gratitude. I've been a subscriber to Unauthorized.tv since day one, and I always feed the bear. In January of this year, we finally launched Iron Shirt BBQ Company, a full-service barbecue catering business. We had the distinct honor to send delicious, fresh, smoked pulled pork with Longbow Bear to Crush Fest 2022 in Bertaria East. Well, we could not attend. We donated enough pork for many hungry bears. I want to pass along to the bear community that running a business in honor will reap great rewards. We have a few guiding principles that we never go back on. First, we always deliver food that is hot and fresh, never reheated, and often sliced or pulled on site. Second, we do not require a down payment. I expect payment only after I've delivered and the promised goods. In a full year of business, this has not let us down once. When customers ask why we don't require a down payment, I merely reply that a handshake and a promise is good enough for me. Uh, dude, I had the same experience with the guys who paved my driveway. And for those of you that don't know, it's expensive. They finished the whole thing and then asked for payment. And I was so blown away by these guys. I, uh, I loved how they worked. I loved how well they did. Because one of our principles here is only hire locals. I know it sounds racist. It's not racist. I wouldn't hire a van full of fucking Canadians. So you might pay more to hire locals. You know, if there's a Mexican family that's been here five generations, I'd hire them. It's not, honestly, it's not like about race. No foreigners, you know. And so, and it's paid off. I mean, there are awesome people around here. They're so good at what they do. So honor-based. Uncle's driveway was 60K. Mine wasn't. Mine was 
way less than that. But for me, it was very expensive. Yeah, I paid extra for the rollerblading finish. Okay. I, you remember when people don't need down payments. There's something memorable about it. Where, uh, yeah, so he's right about that. It does, it does send a, a set of tone. Like, I always feel that, uh, I think it's a quarter mile. Yeah, my driveway is not a quarter mile. I always feel that, uh, that those guys, it just makes me think they're good guys. Okay, what do we got here? Uh, my builders did so much for me and took payment after the work was done. They taught me how to cut wood so much. Nicholas sent me a message today. Nice man. Yes. Mine needs refurnishing. Um, and again, like, there, you know, there's people around here not from around here that are making a life and all that, and that's cool. But for me, it's like I'll never engage in those, like, vans of cheap labor. Don't do – I recommend not doing that. If there, if there isn't a market, they wouldn't do it. Mass migration is because people hire them. Homeowners. You know, you hire foreigners because they're cheap and you wonder why they stick around and why your community changes so much. Like California, central and northern California has been hit the last few years so hard with Mexicans. And it's like, oh, how dare you be racist? Okay, well, the town you grew up in, now the main language is Spanish. You know, they treat white girls like meat, crimes through the roof, and you don't even have the labor that you thought you'd have. They don't want to work for you anymore. You know, uh, it's like Los Angeles, like, uh, Adam who's Mexican, but you know, racial is like, dude, you're not missing out on anything in LA. It's like a third world country. He's like, I'm driving down Melrose. It looks like fucking Guatemala. He's like, the whole place has been trashed. You know, we do operate with a small amount of grab or debt, but is offset by the fact that most of that debt is equipment that I could resell right now and get back to even. Yeah, that's that's acceptable. The BBQ smokers are Amish made and will last for decades if cared for properly. Yeah, you have equity in your in your stuff. I want to thank you, good sir, for constantly focusing on the good, the beautiful and the true. I dabbled in catering for years as a small side job, but the inspiration from you and the bear community encouraged me to go forth and to crush. I firmly believe that my deep love and passion for the smoked meats that I provide, brisket, ribs, pulled pork, and chicken, comes through in the end product. My passion, love, and intention, this is making me hungry, are you kidding me? Now I want nothing more than fucking. My passion, love, and intention are energetically transferred from my hands to the customer. Made with love is real. I've been barbecuing for over 15 years and still use my homemade pits that are old and worn more often than the bigger, more expensive rigs. Dude, this sounds amazing. 2023 is already shaping up to be amazing for us. For any Pennsylvania bears that are looking to tie the knot this year, I will simply say that unlike every other caterer in this area, our prices do not increase just because the event is called a wedding. Whether you're planning a graduation party in a backyard or full-on wedding bash, our baseline pricing is the same. We would be thrilled to take part in a wedding of the bears since we know that such unions will produce many offspring. Wobbly in hometown. I think they might be getting married at the, uh, at the festival. Finally, Big Bear, I wanted to thank you for the beautiful Christmas card. I was filled with gratitude and thankfulness when I received it. You and this community have molded me into being a better husband, father, and man. My knife and cleaver are yours to command. Iron Shirt Bear. I never get sick of the fucking great men of this community. 
offering the cleaver. And I will not take advantage of that cleaver. I know in the past, that, I, that's what you get when you're, when you have to go through trials. <sighs> Dick Drawing Bear, enough. Um, when you have to go through trials, I think it's so that you can get more clout and juice because people know you're not going to abuse when they say, uh, when they say like, my sword is yours because you don't react bad to like, to people. Because as far as my reactions have gone, they've actually been very mild compared to uh, what a lot of people would have done in my position. Okay, unauthorized says, Hi, BB from New York City. Got fired for Vax refusal last Christmas by Gay Boss. Started my own company and I am crushing. Exactly. You just get let out of hell. Who do we daddle bear? My half Jew nose has a deviated septum, but I just don't want to get the surgery. Too cheap. Ha ha. Yep. That's what you guys do. Cut your own grass, gringo. Should be a shirt. It should. Dude, how funny it would be if white people are wearing that shirt. Oh my God, what a great shirt idea. Like, uh, how funny would it be if you just see me wearing a shirt that says, Cut your own grass, gringo? Oh my God, that's great. Just a six foot eight blue eyed legend. Just fucking, who, who may or may not think he's a Mexican. <laughs> Is this, uh, did I read this one? Uh, Rock fan, thanks for the streams and thanks to God for keeping the internet buckets filled. Cheers, WD41 Bear. Trident Bear, hey, Big Bear, do you think the movie Spaceballs, when they were trying to steal all the air of Druidia, is revelation of the method of the carbon tax? Just saying. No, I think it's just Jews joking about how air is free. Uh,. You know, because they know. Clean your own. My lawn guys have always been, always will be white. Good. And I'm not, well, it depends. If you live in Southern California, you know, you work with what you have. I just don't want to be a part of bringing them in. If I ran a business in SoCal, I'd probably use Mexicans because they're, they're like there. They're like everywhere. That's your labor force. But I... I am strongly against, I mean, listen, I know this is hard for people to hear, but Southern California is Mexico now. <laughs> so is South Texas, so is South Arizona, so is South New Mexico. It's now Mexico. Like, that's where you are. And that's okay if you use Mexicans there, because that's, that's where you are. Now, if you're in like a non-Mexican area, and you're part of the parasite class that brings them in for cheap labor and then allows them to... Uh, and I know they'll be nice. Oh, they're so nice and sweet, Big Bear. They're always so polite. They always say, hola, master. Yeah, wait till, wait till they get a foothold. And then we'll see how they are. They'll start laughing about your wife's tits. Oh, look at the chinga tu madre. Oh, big old chicos. Oh, I come, I squirt on the chica. Oh, I'm, I fuck your daughter. They're not polite. They're just doing that so that they can get a fucking foothold. And don't get me wrong, I get it. You know, this, this is the nature of people. I'm sure some of my ancestors, when they first came to America as cheap labor, they were like, oh, top of the monarchy, I work real hard. I don't drink at all. No, no, I definitely won't be peeing in my mouth. And of course they did. There are entire neighborhoods in LA that don't own a lawnmower. (laughs) 
No, it's all Mexican. And then and the Mexicans are going to take them all over if they haven't already. Because labor is wealth. Family is wealth. Everything else is total horseshit. Labor force in Missouri, Ozarks, or Amish and tweakers. Yeah, there's a lot of tweakers. We're going to work on that. Uh, that's why morality in Missouri would literally be worth trillions of dollars. Uh, meth and addict addiction and drugs in America has really taken out the, the, work, the white workforce um, and some blacks, but they're more into uh, Robitussin, which is weird. I don't even relate to that. Oh, yeah, you want to see Jose's new home? And then we will uh, call it a day. Here we go. Let's take a look here. This can be found on BitChute. This is... Uh, and Coddington is going to put up... This isn't... Wor- oh, here it is. Coddington is going, is going to put up Gender Wars, one of my good stand-up bits uh, on all our channels. Because I, I want to... You know, it's fun going back in time and seeing those old bits... Just because of the one arm thing with that troll, that idiot with epilepsy. Um, so I want to, you know, remind people that I'm a stand-up comedian. All right, this is called Jose's New Home. You can always find this at unbearablesmedia.com. Hola. Do you need your bushes trimmed? Oh, yeah. Mexican, get in here. Um, how much do you bet? How much do you have? I'll, I'll give you $5 an hour. Season your... How, so you can work 100 hours and raise my kids too while I just go get plowed out by all these... See, I'll raise your children too. Hey, children, you should hate yourself. Children, you should hate yourself. Hola. Oh, no, I don't need any lawn care. I'm not here for the lawn. I'm here to take your wife in your home. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Sorry, Jose. This is my house now. No, but I, I paid $2.2 million. I put 20% down. My house. I have the power to take it from you. Oh, no way, Jose. I'm here to take your house and your woman. I'm going to call 911. There are no police. Policia has gone. I'm here to take your house. Don't you know I'm local? Oh, no, but I have property rights. No, you don't have property rights. Property rights only exist if there is enforcement. Do you want to die or do you want to be my slave? I can show you my deed. I'll show you my gun. Well, I don't defend myself. I don't have a gun because I know about Sandy Hook. So I did the courageous thing and I disarmed myself because I know the police are there. There's no police. I have 15 homies. Why do you think we have tattoo of teardrop on our face? We've committed murder. And then we came to America. We were making money and waiting for our time to take your house. We hate you. (laughs) Well, I'm going to call the police. There are no police. Get on your knees. Would you like to cut my grass or be my sex slave in the basement? Uh, uh, no way, Jose. My house. Not your house. You lost property rights. Adios, amigo. 
Do you want me to put a bullet in your head now or after I fuck you? I mean, so this is America? So, so this is real. Puto, maricón, <laughs> sucio. Adios, amigo. Come on, cousins. We now have a very big house on the puto. My swimming pool now. No, we just use it to hold cocaine and chicas. All right. Like, uh, after I dropped that libertarian bomb, and I'm like, yeah, you can't have anarcho-capitalism or libertarianism and not have mass migration because you can't limit the, the trade of labor. And there's people coping. It's always, I always know I'm right when I, when I make my point and then everyone just fractures into nonsense arguments. Someone says, oh, no, you can still have the, the Ten Commandments and follow that and be a libertarian. I'm like, no, you can't. The whole point is no governance. You can't have no laws in laws. If you want to have everything's based on a contract, you have no morality. So based on agreement, consent. Okay, well, then there's no moral laws, no moral fabric, no nation, no family, nothing. Oh, how dare you? No, it's, a, it's factually retarded. <laughs> Trust me, you're so wrong. I've been really into Sharia law. Think about how fucking insane that is. Sharia law, a foreign law that I was brainwashed for years to think it was like hell on earth and super evil and death culty. Think about how far gone libertarian America, anarcho-capitalism, freedom, all this stuff is where I'm like, Sharia law is a good move. You guys have no coherence at all. You can't be a Christian libertarian. Do as thou wilt. The laws of God are fundamentally go against your stupid contract stuff. Homosexuality in the Bible is a death sentence. Public homosexuality. Now, if you want to, you know, wear your fruit boots and glide around your house and, and pound each other, well, that's your choice. According to Sharia law, that's between you and God. But you can't do it in public. You can't do it in front of the kids. And that's it. Death. And that's, that's it. It's like, I remember being brainwashed into hate Sharia in Canada. Yeah, the number one reason they hate Sharia law so much, aside from all the homo stuff, is the money system. Sharia law says it's haram. It is a sin. You are going to the hellfire if you accept money that is not backed by gold or silver. Okay, so the entire petrodollar... That's why the rhetoric against Muslims started really heating up after the petrodollar. Because by definition, it's evil, according to Islam. In Islam, you cannot have a dollar backed by nothing. You can't have cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency is haram. And that's why the, central, the private central bank of Grabler Talmud guys hate Islam. And they'll pull on your heartstrings and say, oh, Muhammad's a pedophile. Okay, really? Let's take a look at the Talmud, what it talks about with child brides. No? You don't want to do that? Why? I thought you guys were so against child brides. You want to, you want to see what the Talmud says? Three. The Talmud says you can fuck a Gentile kid and not... I don't know. I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that. I did have pushback from one of my best Jews. I do know that there's child bride rules in the Talmud. But um, who would have thought that the Muzzies would save Europe? Not the Muslims themselves, Denmark Bear. I don't think Somalians 
are going to save Europe. Sharia law could sure should help Europe. I'm not saying that, you know, the super intense guys holding machetes that get off these giant boats after their countries get bombed. I'm not saying those guys are saving Europe. I'm not in favor of mass migration. I'm not in favor of uh, free trade or fiat currency. Sharia law. Imagine if the Danes practiced Sharia law. There would be no mass migration. There would be no collapse birth rate. There would be castles and airships. It's like you would not have idol worship. You wouldn't have this like crazy influencer scheme. You wouldn't have your porn everywhere. You wouldn't. You know what I mean? BB? I know. I know. But I'm just I'm letting you know that when I talk about Muslims, I'm not talking about foreigners. I'm talking about a system of law that doesn't allow fiat currency or crypto. Because it's, it's haram. It's not even a debate. It's, it's, hot, it's completely and specifically outlawed in the Quran. That you cannot have a currency based on illusion. Because it will curse your nation. You cannot have a nation run by a woman. Sound good? You cannot have any public sexuality and public homosexuality is death. Public heterosexuality is 60 lashings. You can't do your porno. You can't do your fornicating. Like if you just like fuck a girl and brag about it in front of witnesses, you're fucked. And I know that sounds draconian, but in five, 10 years, why don't we loop back and tell me if I was on the right path? You know, this is how you get to a point where you're seeing child drag queens because there's when you have a, a system of laws based on consent and not God's law, you'll consent yourself right into hell. Because then you financially incentivize the breaking of human reason. Because then you can get a fucking retard to consent to anything because you've broken their ability of rational thought, logic. So they incentivize poison food, incentivize bad education, incentivize broken families, because then you consent into injecting poison in your body. As you can see by that letter by the military guy, even the fucking military didn't make you do it. The military is known for, you're no longer an American citizen. You don't have rights. You're military. You know, they'll, they'll tell you to jump. You say how high. No, that isn't how this world works. Even in the military, you didn't have to take the vax. Because you're under God's law of consent. The devil cannot make you do it. It's like, that's a fact, dude. And so when you look at Sharia law, the number one thing, if I could have anything from Sharia law out of all of it, there's two, the three aspects of Sharia law, if I, if I could just have these three, and any Christian that opposes this is not, in my opinion, they're not practicing anything biblical. One, all money backed by gold and silver or be gold and silver itself. That's the only money approved of by God. Two, a line between the public and the private. Three, no public display of sexuality. Can we agree on that? And don't bring religion into it. You don't have to say Muhammad's a prophet or anything like that. Look at it from someone trying to build a government based on biblical law. Look at it like that. Look at somebody trying to build a government and how to govern people. Not just 
this bullshit Christianity of like, I believe, empty tomb, I'm going to heaven, can't wait to see you there, Coldplay, Israel, yeah, yeah, you're marching your way right into hell, and, you're, and you can see it, and the road to hell starts small, it starts with, you know, public displays of, you know, strip clubs, and, you know, uh, naked, mostly naked chicks on, on uh, billboards, but they're like hot chicks, so you're like, oh yeah, that's good, that's how we we're really venerating beauty. And then they start getting like fat and grotesque and they're like trannies. So how do you say no to that now? You're like, oh no, they're not sexy enough. No, no, no. That's not how free will works, motherfucker. You want to put nudes on the uh, walls? You want to fornicate? You want to be a deviant? Okay, well, there's some other people that want some other stuff. Fucking a woman, an adult woman that consents outside of marriage it's not as different as you think it is of fucking a donkey. And, for the, and that's shocking. Oh, how dare you? Consenting. It's a very quick slope. Very quick. L, G, B, T. I did the joke that Dave Chappelle stole from me. Explains it perfectly. You start with the L's. The most justified sexual deviance is lesbian. Because they're, mo- they're not even that sexual. It's more like buddies that hug, you know? Then you get the gays, more deviant. Sodomy, men, do- doing more damage to society. Then the bi's, they'll fuck anything. Then the trans. And you keep going. If you're to a point where you're doing any sexual deviancy and you're saying, let live, well, well, just let people live. Live and let live. Consenting adults. Okay, well, what about trannies? Oh, yeah, well, you know, that's who you really are on the inside. Fifteen. Yeah, you know, I'm making decisions. 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9. When do I stop? 8, 7. <laughs> Legally in America until the early 1900s, people were getting married at 10. In Delaware, you got married at 7. And you guys want to pretend that Muhammad's marriage was somehow not... Uh, you know, coherent with our history because you lie to yourself because you watch Fox News and you're retarded. That was 1,300 years ago. In the early 20th century of America, most states' law of consent was 10 for marriage, not sex, marriage, which I guess could mean sex. But that's our history. Okay, and I'm not promoting child brides, but if you don't have a coherent law, you have nothing You will consent yourself into Sodom and Gomorrah. And then once you hit that point, there's no turning back. Those those guys all get burned. And if you survive that realm, which we will, the Bertarians, we build our own systems. We're outside of cities. We live well. We don't think it's our obligation to run into Sodom and Gomorrah and scream that everyone has to change. No, we build ourselves. We resist. And then when it all burns and falls, when people see how evil it got and how it started, you think, how do we stop that? Where did it start? The normalization of sexual deviancy in public. Fiat currency, where a central bank can make fake money to fund evil and defund good. Financial slavery through usury debt. National collapse through usury and you just reverse engineer it to a coherent law that doesn't lead to the absolute death and collapse of your nation. It's called Sharia law. 
Thomas Jefferson absolutely was a fan of it. And that's why America is still the top dog. We have a terrible bunch of grabbers running our foreign policy. We have a terrible private centralized bank called the Federal Reserve. Our foreign policy is empire, blah, blah, blah. You go back to the post office, the rock in which Peter built his secular church in America. You look at our, our division between public and private, the private freedoms versus the public blasphemy laws. You go back to the illegality of fornication, the illegality of sodomy. You go back to all that. You look at Thomas Jefferson. You look at the Jeffersonian Bible, how it was the Quran minus Muhammad, which is Christianity. Basically, it's just without Paul and the miracles, although I do believe in miracles. But I don't care when it comes to governance. And then you look at the punishment for slander, the punishment for... Uh, speaking, you know, you just look at that shit and you're like, okay, this is, this is good. This is good. This is the future. All right. Uh, so that's going to be it for me today. Uh, this has been a fun stream. I hope you guys enjoyed it to recap, or do you guys want me to play my new Pfizer song again? And want to know what really blew my mind about Sharia law is that I would have an easier time legally performing in Saudi Arabia than America. And then I got to see what freedom really is. There's no freedom here the way they sell it. You don't get to be free if you like in this in the public corporate sector with the central bank and the grabblers. Now I saw it with my own eyes. It's all bullshit. You go you go to Saudi Arabia, they let you do comedy, you're just not allowed to mock the prophet, the royal family, and you can't be vulgar and you can't sexualize them. And that's it. And then you can joke about anything you want. Sounds like music to my fucking ears, huh? I would love a Christian royal, uh, a Christian monarch in America that followed the actual laws of the Bible. Sharia law should be what Christians want. <laughs> like, I don't know. You know, you could have a Christian Sharia law. You could have a... Sharia law based on the Bible. You know, because most people think about it religiously. Oh, I don't want to pray five times a day on a fucking carpet. You don't have to do that. And I can't make Sharia law. Don't think that right now I'm like making it. So if you find me scary and offensive right now and you just can't listen, it's because something's going on in your head. I'm not a lawmaker. I'm not a senator. I'm not a judge. I'm not rich. I'm a fucking guy in a barn. I'm expressing my opinion and it's obviously coherent. And if you have a problem with that, it means you got something inside of you that you don't want to admit. That you know what I just said was coherent as fuck. Dewey Decimal Bear says, BB, have you finished the letter from yesterday? I think so. Oh no, I didn't. I'll do that tomorrow. I moved it. I was talking to him. We text each other sometimes. He's a good guy. Great letter. Black Belt Bear Thanks for your compassion for people who took the vax. My whole family except myself and my son took it. Only my husband stopped at just one. This includes both sisters and my only niece. We can respect each other's choices, but it's trying when each thinks the other is at risking their lives. Grateful for this community. Yeah, it's a great time to turn the other cheek. Don't forget, mock all you want. Never forget. if. And there's a big difference between people who took the vax because they thought it was the right thing to do and people who said you should go to prison if you didn't. <laughs> All right. 
But you have to say my friend after all your job. Oh, no, my friend. And I'm not saying Arabs are better than Caucasians. No, I think they're actually more prone to magic and mischief. Which is why I think Muhammad, the prophet of Islam, was so fucking intense about the law. Because I think he had to clean up some serious shit. Okay. Let's, uh, let's play the new parody song again. It's called Lie of the Pfizer. <sighs> and if you want to send a final super chat to support, entropystream.live slash app slash Owen Benjamin Comedy or uh, unauthorized.tv. You can't tell me when you're watching the Qatars handle the homos, you didn't love it. When they told that homo that's now dead that he couldn't promote sodomy publicly in Qatar and everyone freaked out. That's Sharia law. You know, you could make adjustments based on like, I'm just looking to go in the right direction. (laughs) Like, I'm not saying it has to be like Qatari Sharia law, but, uh, but you can't tell me that when you're watching the Qatari world cup, you weren't like, man, these guys totally get it about homos rooting for Qatar's police in the world cup. I loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Because they follow the law of God. The Christian punishment for public homosexuality is death. So don't fucking pretend that these Muslims are doing this crazy thing that you can't comprehend. Now, if you want to privately be a homosexual, you go ahead and do that. (laughs) If If you're gay. All right. Pretty sure we were all cheering for the Taliban just a year ago. Yeah. Who's better, Joe Biden or the Taliban? Who do you think is more evil and who do you think you'd rather have your children live under? Are you kidding me? Bukaki boys in the caves. Don't you watch Fox News? Oh, my God. It's like even after all the 9-11 revelations and, you know, Iraq and weapons of mass destruction, Afghanistan, flooding the world with opiates through the Sackler family coming out of Afghanistan, all the testimony that we we're told by our friends and family who went to fight there, and you still don't see it, that we were the bad guys? And just because there's some, like, animal hills have eyes people in some areas of Afghanistan does not mean that a lot of the people are not highly moral, highly good people. And that their way of life, their, their set of laws is obviously better than ours. <laughs> All right. Dude, that's an epic t-shirt. What's that? What t-shirt? I like uh, mow your own grass, gringo. I think that's so funny to me. And the rich evil grabber 
counts his coins in the night And he's watching us all with the light of the Pfizer Eyelids droop, numbness attacks Labored breath, feeling woozy Stacking boosters to the ultimate max Making sure that your grandma survives It's the lie of the Pfizer It's the clotting you fight Clotting up like moat in your body Like molasses And the rich evil grabber Counts his coins in the night And he's telling us all his lies of the Pfizer Stroking out Can't make it stop Throbbing head Pressure growing Climate change Surely caused me to drop Suddenly Why are you hurting me? It's the Lie of the Pfizer It's the clotting you fight Clumping up in your body like molasses And the rich evil grabber counts his coins in the night And he's telling us all his lie of the Pfizer Lie of the Pfizer By the way, if anyone's going to clip it, that's the one. I did that. I, I sang it the best that time. That's the one. Because I know people are going to be clipping and sharing. Go ahead and clip and share that one. Are you trying to hit me? I got to stop freaking out about Sharia law. I'm not going to get all religious and crazy and draconian. Um, people aren't here to hear me just scream about how I want a government like Qatar. That's kind of crazy. All right, I'm pulling it back. I'm a comedian. I'm just here to mock, have some fun, say the word nigger, mock a Jew. All right. Muchas gracias, grandoso. Anytime, Mexican, I got my eye on you. You're not allowed farther north than El Paso. Food Forest Bear, BB, what is your t-shirt size? I'm going to mock up that cut-your-own-grass gringo shirt and send it to you. Double extra large. Is that it, Kyneton? Are we caught up? Clip a 30-minute loop, too, please. Lie of Pfizer. Hey, I'm in Spain, says Carlos Oso. That's what you all say. I know where you are. You're probably downtown in the Walmart right now waiting to get picked up by a van so you can chop someone's fucking grass for $20 an hour. Not on my watch. Lie of the Pfizer. Okay, that's it for me. P.O. Box 490, Sandpoint, Idaho, 83864. Unauthorized.tv. Entropy streamed out live slash app slash Owen Benjamin Comedy. Uh, BuildingBertari.com for our last three documentaries. If you'd like to donate to our new property, it is BertariCampgrounds.com. Be fruitful, multiply. Don't be fruiting, bull guy.